welcome to episode two of the bystanders we're so so glad to have all of you back and thank you so much to Pumpkinberry for rating in you're a wonderful little berry and we appreciate it um if you weren't here for last time it's no big deal there wasn't much that happened right everybody not a big deal no, nothing happened nothing at all. It was fine. not at all no <laughs> nothing no. nothing <laughs> everything's fine it's yeah. totally fine nothing happened um, but uh, I'd love for everyone to um, reintroduce themselves. We had our little um, video, which is amazing. Um, thank you so much for running the correct one, Jay. Um, and uh, let's give a quick rundown on um, who we're playing, um, our names, what our characters' names are, and then we're actually going to level up because we uh, got three experience points for accomplishing our goals of not dying last session. Um, so we're leveling up our characters to level two, which is really, really exciting. We don't have a bar. Well, no bar, but you can make another <laughs> one. So, so basically Cletus's level up was just like... Losing his bar. I'm just so sad now. <laughs> My life has changed. Plus one um, to depression. Uh, there's not a depression focus in this game. I'm so oh, sorry. That's unrealistic. Uzgar is heavily <laughs> depressed. You? What did you say last night or this morning, Jay? Like I could just build it out of a tree root or something? Yes. Oh, um, well, let's go ahead and since uh, you basically just volunteered, Cletus, oh. tell everybody about yourself, about your character. Um, I'm sorry that you're not uh, a bartender anymore. I'm Cletus. Uh, my character is actually Cletus Buford. Um, he was a bartender. For 20 years on the ship that is currently no longer and uh to be honest with you i think the first couple of hours into this he's definitely going to be traumatized that is definitely a good word um we're gonna definitely be following everyone around with a little bit of shock and a little bit of disbelief That's honestly good. if all of you weren't a little bit in shock i would be disappointed yeah um, it's what you do with that that we also lost his best out. friend too so his only friend at the time so um so uh, you still have some new friends though one of your Correct. newest newest friends um Sagittari tell us about yourself and about your character uh, hi I'm Saggy. Uh I'm playing a character named Gilpie Wilts uh, and she is this ship's newest member and as soon as she got there, all hell broke loose. Uh, so she's still she's still trying to figure out who these people are, and uh, now she doesn't really have a way off the planet, so she's trying to figure that all out. I think everyone is a little bit trying to figure out a way off the planet, and uh, the person probably most likely to know how to survive, um, we've got Jay. Uh, tell us about yourself and about your character. Hello, uh, I'm playing uh, Uskrod. Uskrod of the Wikif. Uh, he's a big, large man that pushes big, large objects. He could probably lift them. Uh, I've been considering carrying the ship with us to our <laughs> nearest destination um, all on my own. But uh, I am uh, I'm really, really uh, excited for this session because uh, Uskrod is in a really interesting spot where he's just kind of looking at the rest of the, the party here as the only person he's known for the last little while is uh is gone and uh he still kind of feels like it's his fault because of the elevator and then then he couldn't save her uh i mean man. maybe you did send a bomb down the elevator and yes it was uskrar's clone who has made of bombs 
Um, he's also from a, uh, a heavily uh, matriarchal society, uh, so you might see it come out a little bit um, here and there. He's trying to escape it. Awesome, awesome. Well, we have two pretty badass ladies to introduce. Um, let's go with uh, Mamara. I, uh, Tadriel, I gave you a bit of a hard time last time, so I'm super excited for the uh, Amara Day Redemption arc. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I about your am super excited about it as well. Hopefully it comes very soon because Amara is very sad right now. Um, <laughs> I am Todd. You can, uh, I'm Tadriel. You can call me Todd. I'm playing Amara. She is a pilot-ish um, not a very good one. Uh, she blames herself for the death of the captain from last episode and just kind of wants to, to fix that and find her own ship, hopefully, and get off of this planet. Well, I believe in you. And when it comes to finding and maybe modifying any kind of ships or vehicles, um, our last crew member, certainly not least, would be the most helpful with that. Uh, Starbuck, give us an introduction for yourself and your character. Hello, I am Starbuck. Um, you can call me, call me Starbuck or Starbuck, either works. <laughs> call me, call me Starbuck. <laughs> call me, call me Starbuck. Um, I am playing the character Cubit, who has a better relationship with machines than she does with people. So she's trying to navigate this wonderful situation that we're in, as well as uh, try to help out and fix things along the way if she can. Um, and just trying to help the team out. Awesome. Well, I do believe that you will all do wonderful, wonderful things together. Um, I'm Blue Jay. I'm the GM, which means I play literally everyone else. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but like I said at the very intro, we do have some level ups to do. I'm super, super excited because this is the first um, game or series that I've ever run where there has been any leveling up. So it's my first time too. Um, well, as GM, I've leveled up as characters plenty of times, but let's go ahead and um, go around uh, what happens in Stars Without, num Without Number for leveling up is you get around three XP per session um, if you accomplish your goals or at least pursue them. Um, there are different ways of getting XP, like you can give out XP in terms of like how much loot you get. Um, but for me, it's very much a goal-based um, system. Um, we had each of the characters um, kind of figure out what their most immediate goal was going into the session so that I can determine if they've worked on that or not. Um, but last session, it was pretty much just play, have a character that has goals and has a life to them, and you level up, which they all did. Um, so with those um, three XP, you get some um, skill points, which you can use to advance your skills or attributes in Stars Without Number. Um, skills being things like pilot, administer, work, etc. Attributes being the usual strength, dexterity, charisma um, that you're used to with games like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so each of the characters was a the players was able to choose what they wanted to advance, and then they get one new foci or focus, which is sort of like taking a feat in D&D if you're familiar with that. So um, we're going to be doing that and then also rolling for new hit points because if you you might not know, but Stars Without Number, you are actually able to start the game with only one HP, which one of our characters did have last session, which is pretty dangerous, but now we're leveling up. She fell over and hit the coffee maker and broke her arm. 
And then she was just totally, <laughs> totally out for the whole session. A bed of feathers fell on her and she started real bad. <laughs> but now we have a chance to get a, a few more hit points. So let's go ahead and go around. Um, let's start with Starbuck. You have a chance to get some more XP. So really quick, if you can say what um, skills or attributes that you put your points in and then what... Um, new focus you got and i'll give a rundown of what that means to chat and then we'll roll for your new hit die awesome sounds good so um you mentioned because we're experts we got one extra skill point to spend yeah so i leveled up uh sneak first to nice. a value of one and then i put my remaining one into survive since i had that added a negative one so that's not those are those are very good things to have. Sneak, <laughs> sneak is, fair, is fairly um, easy to understand. It's sneaking around. It's getting from point A to point B without being seen. Survive is very, very similar to the survive skill in Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, where you're able to travel over um, uh, outside worlds, uh, find food and find water, um, maybe track someone, that sort of stuff. And then what was the focus you got? Uh, the focus I chose was Die Hard which is not the Christmas movie. Uh, instead, Die hey, Hard... That's my joke. No, yes, I kidding. stole it. I stole it from you because no one else thought of that. Not a single person. No what content ever. creators do. No um, jokes. I definitely thought though, that you said it was a Christmas movie. Oh, it 100% is. No, but the Die Hard in the focus is not the movie. She's not Bruce Willis now. Um, but she is surprisingly hard to kill and can survive injuries or bear up under stresses that would incapacitate a less determined hero. So um, last session, Cubit was put under a strain that might be a little bit more than she's used to. And as consequence of that, has kind of bucked up and decided she's not going down without a fight. So you get extra hit points per level, which will help you in this role. So... Um, the way we roll for hit die and stars without number is uh, D6. So for the second level, you will roll 2D6. And then you add, or in some cases, subtract your constitution modifier. And then you, because you are a diehard, will then add plus four because it's level two. Okay. So it's 2D6. Um, your, uh, let's check your... Your constitution is have a plus modifier for that. Yeah. So you don't add anything. And then you'll add plus four for the diehard. So it'd be slash roll 2d6 plus four? Yes. Okay. And this will be your new hit points. 11. Holy crap. Wow. Oh, man. That's so much more than one. Did you just go from one to 11? <laughs> yes. So no. that was with one level up. Wow. Do we do that with the oh, diehard... The diehard is that plus four. That's what that okay. was. Okay, yeah, so just... because you get two extra hit points per level. And so at second level, it's plus four. Amazing. I'm yes. never dying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, <It> is. <laughs> so um, make sure that you put it as your maximum perfect. You've got it um, edited on the sheet. And that is a pretty simple basic level up. Now, in terms of taking those very special foci or feats, um, that's done at level one when you create a character, you get focuses. At level two, you get one more, and then you don't get another one till level five. So yes, it really does make a big difference from level one to level two, but 
um, it pretty much like maintains um, as you move on. So next, I believe we have another person who's going to be a diehard. So let's go ahead and move over to Jay. Um, can you tell us what skills or um, attributes you leveled and what your focus was? Okay. Um, so I put, uh, I leveled my exert up to uh, second level, uh, which took mm -hmm. all three skill points. Yep. And uh, I took the diehard feat. Um, nice. Focus, so exert and stars without number is basically um, you can apply um, speed, strength, or stamina in a feat of physical exertion. So run, jump, lift, climb. Those are all exert, which is very useful. Um, and then die hard, as we've already explained, um, will give us some more hit points. So now Jay already has more hit points because he's playing a warrior. So you are going to roll um, 2d6 plus 2. Okay. Plus your constitution modifier, which no. is zero, so nothing one. there. It's one. Mm, I've got Cubit's sheet up, that's why. <laughs> um, so, so, slash roll, sorry, 2d6 plus... Uh... Plus two for warrior. Okay. Plus one for your constitution. Yep. And then plus four for diehard. All righty. So right now you have six HP. 13. Now you've got... 13. <laughs> Nice. Does that replace or add on? Sorry. That replaces. Okay. Yes. Interesting. So, yeah. So in stars without number, you roll your um, hit po hit points again, oh. but if you get less than or equal to your current hit points, you just add one. So gotcha. you're always guaranteed to get at least one extra hit point, but you can, as we can see, do drastically more. Yeah. Um, but you cannot get less. So that's that's pretty useful. That's cool. Um, our second warrior, let's move on, Cletus. You're actually also um, a partial warrior, but you get the same hit point bonus. So what were the... Um... He's about as much as a warrior as Die Hard as a, a Christmas movie. Wow, called out. Wow, dude. I'm going to take that as you saying that you're totally a warrior and a badass one to boot. Um, so you, uh, what did you put your uh, level up? points into um so i want to bring this up really quick since we're doing this live is mm -hmm. i didn't know whether it was to put the points in skills or to put them in the uh stats so, so you can choose to do either one or the other or both so if you wanted to add one point to your charisma that would cost you um you have three skill points to level up with Adding one point to your charisma would cost you one point of skill points. Adding two points to your charisma would cost you three altogether. Um, if you also wanted to do um, like level up your charisma by one would cost you one of your three skill points. If you wanted to use the other two to level up a skill from um, zero to one, that would be also using. So I did two points of charisma. That's right. So that's right? perfect. Yeah. Okay. That, that brings you up to 16, which is really high and really good. So um, we're going to have you, um, what focus did you decide to take? I took a second point in healing. So that brings you up to a level two as a healer, which is really valuable because when you are a level two healer, you can heal twice as many hit points as normal when you're using right. um, stims or technology. That's and when good, you're just- they're all getting more health, so that's gonna yeah, be needed. Exactly. Um, so as your healing skill levels up, their need to be healed is, is leveling up as well. So it also means if you're just using basic medical supplies like gauze and such, you can heal 1d6 plus your heal, heal, heal skill 
and hit points. So it just makes you better at healing. Okay. Um, and we're also going to roll for your hit points. So you are a partial warrior, which means you're going to be um, rolling 2d6 plus 2. And you don't have die hard or anything of this sort, if I remember correctly. No. So it's just 2d6 plus 2 plus your constitution, which is 0. So... Slash so just 2d6 plus 2? Yep. And we get 9, nice. which does give you a couple extra hit points. Awesome. Paula said I'm the weak one. Jeez. All of a sudden, I know. I take my bar and I get weak. I, that, I mean, it makes sense, actually, when you say it that way. I was, I was stronger in the bar. Yeah, a little bit of dehydration. Yeah. <laughs> We just need to carry around the bar with you. We need a portable bar. <laughs> On my back. Yeah. Um, so I believe we have um, another healer in the group. Now, I don't think that she's taking the heal uh, level two, but um, Saji, can you tell us um, what you decided to do in terms of your skill points for leveling up here? Yeah, so I... Um... I was about to say up-leveled. That's the wrong word. I leveled up. <laughs> I up-leveled. I up-leveled. <laughs> Oh, um, I leveled up my sneak and notice. Nice. Um, and Again, then, very useful. Yeah, she's she's kind of like heightened senses now. I really threw her for a loop. She's ready to kind of be a little more careful. Um, and then mm -hmm. I also took unarmed combatant. Nice. So your close brush with death made you just want to punch stuff. Mm-hmm. That's also a useful thing to do, I think. Um, so unarmed combatant means that your hands are more dangerous than knives and guns in the grip of the less gifted. Your unarmed attack count as melee weapons now. So basically, if you don't have a, a gun or a knife or, I don't know, a sword, Todd, um, then you still have your fists and you can grab anything around you and it becomes a weapon, um, which is pretty, pretty handy. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and roll your HP and see how much, uh, damage you can take along with the I'll, damage you're dealing. All jokes aside though, I literally am a punching character. Yeah. <laughs> I no, don't it's... have any weapon skills, so I only punch. I'm like a I wandering like... group of monks. I feel like most of you, I feel like most of you haven't taken stab or shoot. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll see. Um, just so you know, you can still shoot or stab, even if you don't have the skill. It's just at a negative one. Um, but um, Gelpi is an expert. So that means that um, you have, I believe, if you only, what did you say you leveled skill wise? Uh, notice and sneak. Notice up to one and sneak up to one. Um, okay, that should be fine. Um, and then you're going to roll your HP. So for you, because you're an expert and not a warrior, you're just rolling 1d6 plus your constitution, well, 2d6 plus your constitution. So I believe your constitution is plus zero. So you're just going for it. Okay, 2d6, please. Uh, oh, so, uh, Gelpi had four hit points, and now she has five hit points. <laughs> it's still better, better than losing. You know? It's still better, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's one better, and that's the thing. It's like that's a fairly average roll. I think six would have been almost exactly average. So um, Starbuck just lucked the heck out. Um, but last but certainly not least, we also have our wonderful pilot. Um, what did you invest your skill points in on level up and what focus did you get? 
Yeah, so I tried to learn from last time and I invested my skill points in pilot and program. Nice. So I leveled those both up once. Mm -hmm. And then I grabbed the Starfarer foci, which enabled me to level up pilot one more time. So, so um, Starfarer means that uh, now our, our space bus driver is also an expert in the plotting and execution of interstellar spike drills, which in Stars Without Number is how you get from one system to the next. So if you manage to get a ship you'll now be uh, more capable of taking it out of the system and out of trouble. Um, but you still have to survive until then. So let's go ahead and roll your hit points. It's going to be 2d6 plus your constitution, which Amara, it's, it's plus one. one. So yeah, yeah 2d6 plus one. And an eight. So again, you just got one extra hit point. It looks like Die Hard was really the way to go there. Yeah. I feel like taking Die Hard early is is fairly useful in terms of known that. survivability, but um, also having more skills will sometimes get you out of a pinch or being charismatic, um, being yeah. able to persuade somebody not to shoot at you and is two honestly healing too. Yeah, is honestly going to keep you alive longer yeah. than surviving being shot at um yeah. so now that we've all leveled up um and we've all got our characters ready to go into the fray um let's let's get into it um we start this episode with a little bit of a um a quiet morning we see the tall skyscrapers of the not yet ruined sean city behind us um, we see the tall length of the elevator with the ship attached and in in docking in low or, in low planet or orbit. I almost said low Earth orbit, but it's not Earth. Um, and we look into the room of one of the apartments in one of the high rises, and we see a young boy sitting on the edge of a table, his knee scraped, and his mother applying a dermaplast to heal it. And as we look at both of them, the boy kind of slightly crying, his eyes watery, and the mother soothing, we see a flash of light outside the window. And then we see a rising tide of debris as the elevator starts to fall in the background. We flash over to um, a woman in the street on a what looks like some kind of hover bicycle with several... Um, pads of old-fashioned newspaper in a basket, throwing them to some more expensive-looking houses. They're still built fairly tall and thin, like most of the buildings in Sean City, but um, these ones have, like, cobbled streets, which her bicycle wheels don't touch, and she's throwing one of the old-fashioned newspapers onto the porch of one of the houses, and as she does, we feel the cobbled streets shake and we see um, bricks of the street come flying up toward her and her face looking shocked and in her eyes reflected that same wave of destruction. And now we flash to a ship falling from the sky as people are running out of the city and trying to get um, away from this sudden destruction. There was no warning. There was no sirens. There was no anything. And we see now um, the ship crashing into the ground, some fires that are being put out over time, and the city in the background smoking all of its high-rise buildings either taken down or damaged. 
and um, fires still going. Um, and then we zoom in on our crew inside of this ship, still perhaps a little shocked from the swift fall, um, but maybe deciding where they're going to go from here. Me is thinking we walk. Yeah, it sounds like we better get to that other town. Yes. <clears throat> is there anything we need to bring with us? Should bring uh, supplies. And... Do we have anything left? Where is everything? So you have anything that was in your personal effects, but the ship itself doesn't have any extra cargo. Um, yeah, because it's all it had... scattered. Mm-hmm. So anything that you own, you still have. Are we assuming everything that was in the cargo bay is destroyed or gone? Um, everything had been unloaded, and you guys hadn't reloaded anything, but stuff like um, the forklift that the captain had act- asked you to repair, that's still there and could be still repaired and gotten to work. Maybe if you wanted to use it to carry some items, that's definitely a thing you could do. I uh, I think I'll pipe up to the group and mention, you know, I never finished that job Cap asked me to do. We can see if that forklift will help out at all. It might help. Could I drive. can see it helping. Yes, we could drive it. All of us climb on top. I stand. <laughs> we drive the entire way. Yes. I mean, it's probably faster than walking. So yes. that's true. Yeah, but they're very slow. Okay, Uskrod could walk faster than the forklift go. Uskrod yeah. could carry oh. the forklift on his back. Yes. Uh, okay, I could try. And then we could ride on the forklift. Yes, I could try. <laughs> but but maybe Cubit can do something to make it go faster. Maybe uh, give it a boost somehow. I could definitely try. That's absolutely something you could do for sure. And you see um, Savara, who's been quiet up to this point, coming down the ladder from the um, upstairs area where the uh, passenger lodging is. And she has um, her bag full of her belongings, but she also has folded in her arms multiple blankets. And um, also it looks like maybe some of the captain's undershirts, which she has um, started to collect. Um, some of them are already torn to serve as bandages. And she's looking around at the lot of you and being like, so um, I know that we talked about maybe going to, and she casts a sideways glance at Gaius, maybe going to the Jorhild um, base but I really can't find it in me to leave with a city destroyed behind us without trying to help at all we have some um, skills for healing and um, I just it looked horrible we have to try and you see Gaius look at her and be like, who cares about all of them? I'm saving my own skin, thank you. And it seems that there's a conflict of interest with our two. Um, I don't have a problem with what you're saying. I honestly think that 
we really don't have anywhere to go right now to be honest and the only option we really have is either help fix up this city or we just start walking right what are you talking about i thought kelpie didn't you say you you knew someone who is you called someone who is in another city didn't you yeah the city about an hour away uh um i i i I named the city, by the way. It, oh, okay, I was like, what is it? <laughs> last time I didn't, it's Tiver. Okay, Tiver. Uh, my buddy Racket down in Tiver, I think he might be able to help us out get access to a Jorhild ship. Is there time constraints on that? In the hue? Um, we talked uh, We talked last time that the city behind you is about an hour's walk away, and the city um, with the Jorheld troops in it was about a 24-hour walk away. Um, so... S- swap the two. <laughs> I said the wrong one. Yeah, so the, the city behind you that is damaged and burning is about an hour's walk. Um, the city... Tiver that racket is in that the Jorhild's troops um, were seen in is about a 24 hour walk in to the east um, and Gaius is expressing screw those people let's just go save our own skins um, whereas Savara doesn't think that she can leave them to die basically so like I said at the beginning before we started was uh, one of the main feelings that Cletus is dealing with right now is the utter disbelief that he lost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that Uskar is his only true remaining person that he knew well mm-hmm. from the group. Um, he knows the other three now, but he knows uh, Uskar a lot better than the others. He's going to lean on Uskar for a lot of not only comfort, but just the, the, the simplicity of knowing him and hoping that he can do it for us. So in this situation, um, Uskar, you think that you think we should go back to the city and help? I'm thinking that the lady's idea is good and noble, and we should listen. We could do both, though. Maybe I agree. We, we climb on both. the forklift and we go to Tyler, the city, and then get medical. I just don't think we have the time. Mm. The city was blowing up. There's, if we want to get off this planet, I I don't think we have the time to do that. They're evacuating the Jorhild stations. I think we need to choose one or the other. We got steel ship and then take it and then bring people and then get them and take them off the planet and save them and do both. Would we take the forklift? But doesn't that mean we have to fight? No. They said there was troops over there and soldiers. Yes, but we disguised. Yes. And Cletus, you're real good at talking to people. Yeah, yes, I'm I am pretty good at talking. You're probably the least threatening or unassuming person out of all of us. If you can convince them to let us through, I'm sure you can. While this um, discussion is going on, Gaius kind of lets out an angry huff and goes back down the hallway toward the cargo bay and shortly thereafter returns with a metal box that's only slightly dented on one side and he opens it up and starts messing around with a a laser pistol 
and there's at least two more in the box. Mara makes her way over to the laser pistols. Uh, what you got there, guys? What do you think it is? It's the ship's armory. Is there? I didn't more of think this? that we would get a ship without a fight. I mean, everyone has. And he looks over at the rest of you. Like, didn't you have a sword when you came on board? Of course, we have guns. I have a gun. Yeah. I have a big gun. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that we could merely take a ship from this military base without a fight, but I still think that this is the best plan. An entire elevator landed on that city. You think anyone survived? You're mad. We have to save ourselves. The longer we take, the longer we take getting off this fucking planet, the more likely it is they'll launch another whatever sort of missile and then we'll be yes. dead see this is why we need a leader <laughs> we do need a leader what do we, we do well we handle it like adults with rock paper scissors <laughs> rock paper scissors I agree with that so, so you, so are you volunteering before then? Before you, before you say that, I do want you guys to know that I'm really good at 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 uh, talking to people. So, I mean, I might be good to help us in a pinch. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying like yes. I want to. I want to tell. You're a leader. Yeah, but I don't want to tell you what to do. I'm not that kind of person. I don't want to tell y'all what you can and can't do, but. When it comes to people outside of our group, I think I could definitely take control of situations. Okay, this is true, but Uskrok, I think one of the women should lead. Women make good, strong leaders. They're born strong. They can handle anything. You see Savara, like, she has her head bowed down, bowed down a little bit, but there's a small, like, smile when you say that. I think Cubit would kind of step back and just kind of mumble. I'm, I, I fix I fix machines. I don't fix people. And kind of just walks away. Hey. Well, if none of you are deciding, then I'm the leader. And we're leaving Sean City. And we're going directly for Tyva. Getting a ship. Getting the fuck off this planet. You've got a problem with that. And he looks directly at um, Savara. Then you can leave on your own. Savara, uh, I, I'd like to get off this planet real bad, but I couldn't feel right without giving you a little bit of extra to help. Uh, and I'm going to give her two of my Lazarus patches. Okay. And one of my lifts. So and I'm just going to ruffle through my bag and kind of pull out a few things hurried, hurriedly. So you're really all okay with this? Just leaving all those people. I have left people before. Wistrar left his old world to say bye-bye to it. But they were not being blown up like this, but they will survive. People are strong. If we don't get off this planet, we're all gonna die as well. She looks like 
disappointed at you but then just starts like rummaging in her bag and like packing things in and she gratefully takes the um lazarus patches and the lift from you um gelpy and is just kind of quiet whereas um gaius feeling i guess that he's won um hands out a laser pistol and power cells to everyone who has one in their equipment list and it's just like you cubit i know you haven't been around for long you said you could get this forklift going a little faster i can definitely try yes well then and he like motions his head towards the cargo bay i'm on it and i i think at this moment i uh before going over to the cargo bay I'll walk over to Savara and say, I think there's no right or wrong answer here. I, I I know that we have to work together, but right now we have to make sure that we're okay before we can help others. And say that I'm sorry, and then kind of just go on into the, the cargo bay. Um, before you uh, walk away, she says, you saw as well as I did what happened to the city. I haven't known you for long, but you seem like you are a person that likes to help. I didn't think... And then she kind of like... You do what you have to. I understand. And looks away from you. Like, I can't... Like, doesn't look you in the eye. As Cubit walks away, uh, Cletus pulls out the last remaining bottle of liquor. His name. Mm-hmm. Takes a huge twig of it and passes it around the group. And anyone who wants to partake may partake. Um, is going to follow uh, Cubit uh, just in case. Um, I think the last I saw it, the, the cargo bay probably wasn't too put together. No, right. things have rolled everywhere. So let's go into yeah. the cargo bay. Um, the forklift is uh, maybe looking a little worse for wear, but the thing's pretty damn heavy, and so it didn't roll around too much. Um, it, before, um, I believe, was just having issues with the lift mechanism, um, but obviously that's not necessarily something you're super concerned with right now. Um, so you can absolutely try and... Um, basically uh modify it to be able to move faster um let me just take a quick gander at those types of rules if i can remember where they are is this like a forklift in there is this like a compad thing like or is this like she knows how the parts work or um she actually um i'd be modding it right yeah you actually go in there with like a a a tool She's like a mechanic, as it were. Um, but vehicles. Uh, if, if we're looking at the modding, that's on 94. Thank you. Uh, I actually like looked at it and took notes and stuff, but um, I believe, right, your maintenance score is your int plus con plus three times fix. Um, but I don't know what the, um, 
different goals for different things would be. So you have the tools, the ship has a um, workshop as it were. Um, and uh, mods have a minimum fixed skill required to install or maintain them. So I guess this is sort of like um, customized. Yeah, these only have fix one right now. I don't think I've leveled right. that up more. No, that's totally fine. Um, just making sure that if you have an assistant with at least a fixed zero skill, they can have uh, the amount of time that it would take. Um, I could also... I think that this is probably customized, so it's just like you're um, adjusting or boosted. No, that's damage output. Um, so I would just say that it's gonna, it's just going to take a role of uh, fix and intelligence probably to determine whether you're able to um, get this to go a little bit faster, to be able to use it, to have the time in between here and um, uh, Tiver. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's a specific mod that is like what it would be, um, basically in order I was, to, I was thinking maybe high efficiency since that was still within okay. my fixed range, but still, oh, right. Like... That would, that would make it run better in terms of battery. Yeah. I was thinking maybe just as a, a, a tool to kind of help us carry things or mm -hmm. use as a transport device. Efficiency is or... really good because it's 24 hours. So. So you, yeah, That's you have to. Idea. So okay, you can definitely do that. That's something that you're capable of doing. Um, you have to basically have like a few units of salvage, which because your ship is totally dis destroyed, you mm -hmm. definitely have. Okay. Um, okay. So you said fix. I would need to do with int. Yes, fix and intelligence. Okay. Just in order to like install this um, high efficiency modification in an amount of time that's not an actual whole day. Um, so the higher you get with this roll, the less time it's going to take you to um, basically fix, uh, get this high efficiency um, system working on the forklift so that it can work as some kind of uh, faster than walking travel until you can stumble upon some kind of um, actual vehicle. Okay. And so just to, I say int in the ask. Um, yes. Intelligence. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you got a six. Um, when you're fiddling with the forklift, you're able to like get in there and figure out what was causing the initial problem with the lift mechanism. Um, but with a six, it's probably still going to take you and you could definitely report back while you're looking at this, that it's probably still going to take you at least four hours to get this thing to move significantly faster without making it use way more battery power than you have. Um, again, if there's anyone that has the fixed skill at zero or above, they could assist you um, and make that time cut in half, basically. Yes, hello. Okay, um, so yes, I think hello. I'll make a, a general assessment of, you know, just tinkering around, looking at it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll turn to Uskar and say, I, I think I'm going to need some help with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go grab. Okay, um, no, 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 no. Okay, you, you stay. Uskar will go get them. Who? 
With I, anybody? What did they need to do? I think Amara might be able to help here. Okay. She was pretty useful when we were on the ship. Let's let's see if she can help out. Okay, yes, I will be right back. I'm gonna start. I'll, I'll be right here. Okay, um, yes, you stay there. Mythalian in chat is also making the point that because you are an expert, you do have one reroll that you can use. Um, you can reroll a failed skill check, taking the new one if it's better. Once per, per scene. So if that's something you want to do, like you can absolutely also do that. I think that would be a good idea, but because we're so early in the in the this scene, is uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no. Cletus, are you there? Oh, there he is. Yeah. Can you, you um what you, you said Cletus? Uh something happening? <laughs> you oh, lagged you just... up for a second. We just didn't get <laughs> you. Just what you just froze said. for a second. It's fine. Sorry. Uh, no, I was saying this is pretty important. Like, as much as you would like to think about the rest of the scene, like this getting us a forklift to travel is enormous. Imperative. Yeah. And then putting laser rockets on it is even more important. <laughs> so, um, it's to... once per scene, not once per session. Oh, okay. so like, like once you leave, I misinterpreted that. Yeah, okay. once you leave the ship and are like basically you'll just get to the next city like then it will be a new scene so then you would have this reroll again so it's not okay. quite as imperative as you can absolutely do that here okay i think i'll kind of yell over my shoulder Uspara, i'm gonna i'm gonna try something okay you do not just stay there i'm still okay. yelling amara <laughs> kubert needs you in the cargo bay today <laughs> Okay, I, I think I'm gonna re-roll the yes, same. Yes, absolutely. Okay, let me click on this again and make sure that's good. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so you got a nine, which no is idea. like one level better, basically. So um, with a nine, I would say, let me just check the um, significant challenge to a competent, uh, competent professional. Um, you definitely like you can yourself um fix it within two hours but you know that if you have help it would be one and it would require like less of your like less battery to run and etc and i walk up and say hey cubit what what can i help you with um i was wondering if if you could take a look at this with me i you know the <sighs> the situation with the ship was you know it was a little nerve-wracking i think i'm just needing a little assistance right now yeah, um, no problem. Hubert, why would you know to call Amara as opposed to anyone else on the ship? Have you two, like, fixed something together before? Uh, previously, we had kind of, I think we met at maybe a, a spaceport on a similar job and have done some previous previous um, space flights together on a ship. So Amara, did uh, you talk about that you had occasionally fixed things or did you actually fix something with Qubit or? Yeah, so uh, a part of what I mentioned about my background was I have kind of tinkered with the AI and some of the, the buses, the shuttles that I've, fly, I've flown in. Mm -hmm. Qubit has uh, assisted me in those tinkering and hacking expeditions. Awesome, nice. So um, Qubit, uh, Amara, uh, you already know that she might be useful um and uskar <laughs> yells for her down the hallway yes me did a good job thank you uskar mm -hmm. thank you thank you yes 
So um, we know now that it'll be about an hour of um, tinkering underneath this forklift before we can see any market improvement in speed. What is the re- What are the rest of you doing while we wait for this? Uh, I'm still sipping on the last of my whiskey remaining. Um, and I offered it to a few people, but everyone kind of scattered. So guys, guys definitely is drinking with you. Okay. Um, but he has also opened the, um, not the cargo bay door, um, but the, uh, actual like passenger sized entry door of the ship. Um, he's opened it to the outside. It's slanted a little bit on the side of the ship. It landed a little, um, slant wise. So it's a little bit above the ground. Um, it's probably just a hop down to the surface, but you might need to clamber to get back into the ship. And he's drinking in one hand, um, out of a broken glass. And with the other hand, he's holding a laser pistol and randomly shooting rocks and, probably like trees um the uh since we haven't actually looked outside of the ship yet um what we currently see is um a fair distance um away you can see the smoke and kind of broken skyscrapers of sean city in the background there's a very very long um ditch where the ship slid to a landing and slid to a stop on the surface behind you. Uh, it's smoking a little bit also from um, probably the the front and bottom, but definitely no actual fire. Um, whatever fire suppression system there was in the engine room, it has worked and no one's gone down to check. So um, the surface of, of the planet of Sean is outside of the cities, mostly bare. It's a lot of rock, um, very dark colored rock. Um, and uh, some very scraggly trees and plants. Um, There's not a lot of cloud cover right now. Um, I don't know if anyone except for maybe Gelpie, you've spent some time on the surface of the planet. You would know that um, it has very variable weather systems that come in very quickly. Um, The planet itself is still in the process of being... um, it's not necessarily terraforming, but it's some sort of like advanced weather technology that is making it more and more able to be um, controlled, those weather systems. But right now they're still a bit uncanny. Um, and outside of the cities, there's not a whole lot of edible plants or animals, but they do have um, high rise again for space, um, greenhouses at the edge of every city Um, that would have more growing edible material. Um, Who knows what the nearest ones are like because obviously there was a bit of destruction over there. Um, But here it's just rocks of various different shades of brown and red, um, some scraggly trees and maybe a lizard-like creature or two. Um, But Gaius is just standing in this open doorway with a glass in in one hand. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, seeing as you've got Gaius sitting at, or standing at the edge of an open door, mm. um, I set the rest of what whiskey I had next to the armory container, mm-hmm. and I pick up my laser pistol, mm-hmm. 
and I walk over to Gaius, which I have very little friendship with or any connection. I mean, you actually have been working with him. Um, so at the very least, you you know him. Like he's, Oh, so he uh, was already on the ship? Yes, he's the trade okay. manager from okay. last time. So he's been with you not as long as the captain was, but um, probably maybe around five years. He um, definitely comes into the bar. Um, you would know him as being a little bit more like flighty and okay. like self-centered than the captain would be. But um, on a good day, he's a pretty good drinking buddy. So, so I'm like staring at the laser pistol like intricately like looking flipping it over and I walk up to Gaius hey Gaius I don't think I know how to use this very well what are you talking about it's a gun you just shoot it and he like demonstrates by like pointing at some rock and shooting it and then the laser like which is in this instance it's just you know a very visible red laser um just for the sake of being a gun in a sci-fi show, um, but you see it hit a rock a little distance away and the um, black spread of a burn on the rock. I've never actually had to use this before and I don't think I could use it. I how, I mean, how do I use this thing? Um, Gaius uh, rolls the gun over in his hand and points at like where the trigger is. And he says, well, it's easy, you just, and he pulled like he has the gun sideways and he pulls it uh pointing outside again and there's this the sound of uh the you know typical laser pistol noise and then he hits the same rock but a little distance away definitely not uh bullseye but it's the same rock that he hit before so he's not horrible do you think i'll have to use this today well considering the amount of time that um, they said it would take to get to Tyva, maybe tomorrow. I mean, you said you're good at talking. Maybe you won't have to use it at all. I don't want to have to use it. I can't imagine what it would do to somebody. If I know anything from watching the dramas, all you have to do is sneak up behind someone, hit them very hard in the head with the butt of the pistol. They'll collapse, you steal their uniform, and then you sneak onto a ship. Easy. See, I could do that. I wouldn't mind hitting somebody on the back of the head, but I don't know if I could shoot them with a gun. Well, just just consider this another tool. I've seen you use a bottle. And he like takes the like um he takes his finger off the trigger and just uses the like butt of the gun to like hit his own hand to be like see. But if you want to practice, and he Please. like shoots out the door again at like a, a reddish lizard that quickly scurries away that he doesn't actually hit. And Cletus pulls his gun out and aims it that direction. Cletus, would you, would you like to roll to see how well you do? I'm aiming at the lizard. Okay. First, like, combat roll. <laughs> um, so I believe if you click on your quick, uh, I will click here for you, weapons. If you click on laser pistol, it should roll for you. Is there any modifiers? I don't have any, do I? No. So you get a 10 out of 20 which is pretty average um i would say that you actually you don't hit the lizard but you get close enough to it that it scares the lizard and it scares you 
as you see the lizard very, very quickly move from where Holy you just shot shit. it. God, that scared the hell out of me. You're actually quite good at this. A little bit of practice, and I think you'd, um, well, you'd be quite a hand at it. I'll keep working on it, guys. I'll keep working on it. And he takes another swig of the, um, whatever liquor it is that you had left. It's whiskey. Whiskey. And now you're both standing at the open door of the ship, a little bit above the level of the planet's surface, just shooting. And, and you can hear this, Skelpy, and um, maybe not from the cargo bay, but Uskar, if you've come forward at all, like you can definitely yeah. hear that people are shooting. I was going to say, I think Uskar would eventually uh, leave them to, to, uh, to work, so he's probably nearby just watching. Um, is he Gelpie. within range of us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm more... If, if I see Gelpy around while you two are talking, I'd probably um, try and get her attention first. But if she's not around... Gelpy, where are you in terms of, like, um, two of the uh, passengers have gone into the cargo bay to do this, um, like, mechanic-type work, um, and two people are just standing at the door chatting and shooting, and you're fairly new to this area, so would you gathering your things um so savara uh is still probably like gone back up to the passenger um uh lofts rooms closets um <laughs> and is basically trying to get whatever she can find that isn't very obviously belonging to someone else to kind of pack into a bag uh so i am uh, on my compad uh, just trying to see like any of the signals that I can get, but also messaging Racket. Um, mm -hmm. And I sent him something that said, uh, Hey, Racket, you know that favor? I think I need your help. Can you meet us in the city? And then I'm uh, waiting for a response. Okay. Um, as far as uh, what's on the uh, compound, there is a... Um a repeating emergency government broadcast on every channel now, which has kind of overtaken any of the different news stations that you noticed before in terms of there being a lot of um, different suppositions and no actual information um, that was reliable. Now it's one repeating clip of a newscaster. Um, they introduce themselves as Lee Soo-young, um, it's a young man with a very uh, classily, very put together styled, um, like preppy uh, black hair um, that has the like side part and the combed over. Um, he has a, a suit on, which is absolutely like the latest fashion, um, probably has, uh, this is a man that's done basically ev every official government broadcast. Um, he's kind of the face of um, the the government media relationship and he also has a little uh probably a light blue flower with a white background that you would know as being um indicative of the uh Cozartesque, like religious um people in the same way that savara was wearing blue and white he has this small symbol of his affiliation and um, he's saying that um, the government is advising people to stay inside their homes and not attempt to leave the planet, um, have a planned route to um, your neighborhood's evacuation centers, but do not currently rush them because um, there's no current emergency 
that uh, citywide sirens in every city will be um, on alert in case of further aggression from the Jor-held ships and that the government of um, Sean is currently in talks with the Jor-held fleet about a ceasefire or demands and that currently any intrasystem commu- intersystem communication is jammed so there are no new updates about whether any other systems have had similar uh, threats from the Jor-held empire and it's just on repeat over and over basically just saying for everyone to stay in their homes and be prepared to go to evacuation centers if the sirens um, were to sound are we paying attention to this or is it just randomly playing in the distance uh, this like is in the on, background this is on gelpie's compad oh, okay so gelpie's the one specifically looking at this mm-hmm. um, but if any of you tried to access at any point like any kind of like news or broadcast all of the um the in interest system so just on this planet all of those like news stations official news stations and any kind of like imagine on the radio dial like every station on the radio dial is currently playing this on repeat um so they've basically just got the um the people who are saying that it's a it's a plot or conspiracy theories they've just shut all of that down to kind of try and calm things down and uh just for like understanding this planet a little bit more mm-hmm. sean have its own military system or because you said the jor hills have like bases there correct they ha- they have um from what Gra- racket told you there were at least um a fair few of the jor mem- uh, military people in the streets um on uh tyver um what you wouldn't know but i'm willing to tell you is that that's because there's a jor embassy on tyver in tyver okay um there would probably be other embassies from other um, local-ish planets, um, other systems uh, on other cities. They probably have like one per city to kind of like spread it out. Um, but um, that would be why there were Jorhild military in the streets. Um, Sean and the Kozardisk Empire in general um, are not super aggressive in terms of like militaristic they're a very religious society. They do have um, plenty of smaller, like mercenary outfits, where like a city might have a neighborhood watch sort of thing. Um, but for the most part, um, because of the, um, it's not like post uh, scarcity or post violence. There is definitely still violence, but for the most part, most of the, um, expenditures of this empire tend to go into defense. Um, like if this planet had been settled for longer, it might've had enough time to put some kind of like defensive satellites in place. Um, obviously if there were any, um, they were shut off or like taken care of by the Jorhold military before they got here. Um, but they don't typically have like ground troops as it were. Okay. Thank you. That just gives <laughs> some context. So Gelpi would, uh, probably just be after she messaged racket, just kind of be find a spot to sit and just probably have this playing on repeat. Um, um and, and she's just kind of watching it, like keeping tabs to see anything's changing. Um, and just waiting for that message back. Uh, yeah. If you're, are you sitting down or are you standing up? Uh, how are there still seats in the oh, bar? Did everything there? Are, there are chairs. They've been like rumbled around everywhere, but there are still some that aren't like broken and stuff. You can definitely like sit down in a chair. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah so I'll just if, be sitting. In if one you're of them. sitting, then Uskar would probably walk up, um, and then and then do the kind of knee bend, get down like eye level with you, and uh, oh, what are you doing? Well, uh, today went a lot different than I thought it was gonna go. Yes, me too. Yeah. Uh, Man, I'm not the only one. Oh. No, I thought today was gonna be well. You know, sometimes I've had a few. Yeah. Strange departures from planets, mm -hmm. but this is probably the strangest one I've had so far. Yes, and that we didn't even depart. We take well, off and then we land. Hope, hopefully, we fix that part. But, yes. How How are you doing, Scar? I'm doing okay. I miss the captain. The captain. She was she was strong. She would have known what to do. She would have been like, go to Tyler or go one hour away and help people. You stupid idiots. And Scar would have been like, yes, ma'am. But, you know she'd be real proud of you. You're no. keeping all of us safe and you're helping us. Okay, we yes, but that is just because nobody help. else will. Nobody is being the leader. Whiskar thinks uh, it should be you. You have a very good heart. You can. It must be a woman, so you must step up. And you must say, everybody, I am guilty of the wilts. And I will lead the group. Just like that. I, I don't think I'm the, the leading type, Uskar. I got mm. I got a lot following me, and I don't really want to mm. have to bring a group down at some yes, point. That is what makes a good leader is people following you. No, <laughs> I, I think I think you maybe got the wrong idea from that, Uskar. Uh, yes, it is what? good. You're very charismatic. What? You have a good smile, and you have good energy, and you're a bony woman, so you're a very good leader. Why, why do you see, keep saying born a woman? What do you mean? You're a woman, so you're strong, and you know everything. Yeah, but you know a lot of things too. You're quite strong as well. I saw you pushing all those carts all yourself. Yes, but it was what he has in muscle, he lacks in brains and being a woman. Where I am from, women, they are. And I'm just gonna like do hand motions, everything. A woman, she takes. Many husbands, they all do the jobs for them, and we make sure that she never do anything. And it is a good life if you find a mate. It's good. But many women, they come to be leaders, and you can be a leader because you have a good smile, like Oscar said, and a good heart. And the other people, Amora and Cubid, they don't want to be leaders, they're scared. But maybe we don't need a leader. Maybe we need all these different pieces to come to solutions together. Yes. Because I, frankly, I don't know if I trust Gaius leading us because I don't know, mm -hmm. he seemed a little excited about those guns. Yes, exactly. That is what is to be expected from a man. Uh, but Uskar, <laughs> you, I think I would trust your judgment and mm -hmm. I'd trust Cletus. Yes. I think as a group, we can balance each other out and we can make decisions together. We did it just a minute ago. Yes. I am agreeing. I'm just thinking that sometimes it takes a woman to cut in and say, stop, we're going right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Yes, okay, good. Is uh, is Amara and Ubit still in the other room? Uh, you guys are in like the, the bar or the hallway in the center, right? The bar, I think yeah. you said, you're on a chair. Yeah, so they're right in the room yeah, right so, behind sorry, you. Yeah. I think we're like, My yeah. So my my portion of the conversation with the other fella is over. 
and I've been strolling this entirety of this conversation with my cane down the hallway. Mm. I can hear Usgard talking, and I can hear Yelpy talking. Um, at that moment, I decide to chime in as I walk into the room, um, and I, at this point, have been wanting, Cletus has been wanting to talk to Usgard just to see how he's doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Usgar. Hello. Hey, buddy. It's good to see you. It's good to see you as well. Have you thought about talking to Amaro about the whole running things around here? No, Uskar did many minutes ago. When I bring it did up, did you? Did you are talk you, to him? As a question, are you attempting at all to um, lower your voice so that Gaius doesn't hear you? Because um, before you would remember that he was basically like, if no one's stepping in, then I'm the leader and I'm saying what we do. So are you attempting to be like, let's not have Gaius here that we're trying to get someone else to lead, or are you just not trying to do that at all? Uskarar is not watching his voice. Okay. Considering the conversation and the moment that I just had with him, Mm-hmm. There is no thought in my head to do that. Okay. No, I just wanted to know because, like, okay. yeah. Yeah, there's no thought in my head right now to do that. All I'm thinking right now is having a good conversation with a friend. No, nope, that's that's total. That's totally timing good. in my point of view of the. Yeah, whole I just thing. wanted. I just wanted to make sure if you were trying to hide that or not, because that'll affect what you know, guys hears or doesn't hear. Okay. And Sorry, continue. was hushed tones when she was talking to Uskar about that bit. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were clearly normally. No, that's that's like totally a normal fine. person. <laughs> you you don't can have to turn on me with the guns already. <laughs> you you can totally move on. I just wanted to make sure, like, if this was something that he could or could not hear. Okay. Okay. So no, yeah. I. You want me to go talk to her again? I I personally think with the the ability to fly and mm. pilot ships and okay, but wait and. She cannot fly a ship. <laughs> Big oof. This girl's gonna bow in that direction. I am sorry! With all due respect. She crashed! What is those cards to say? That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. And she destroyed my bar. Maybe we could teach her to be a better pilot, yes. We could maybe put her in flight simulator or she drive the forklift. And then. Ah, oh, then she's training. Yes, then she can train. Yes, what do you think? I, I think, I think, uh, I think this is on you. I was just thinking that she might be real good fit for us to, mm-hmm. to run the, you know, I heard it. I, I heard Gelpy say she wasn't too interested. And I know for a fact from the bottom of my heart that I know Cubit said, hell no. Basically, mm. I heard that. Okay. All that's left is Amara, and you said it had to be a lady folk, right? Yes, it has to be a woman. <laughs> she's the only one left. Okay. I will well, tell we her. We gotta talk to Amara then. Yes. Are Are we in like hearing range? No, you guys Amara? are back in yeah, the. No. You guys are back in the uh, cargo bay, which is definitely at least far enough distance that you can't hear them unless they were literally yelling for you. Okay. Um, but now that we have that very decisive moment, let's flash over to what are you two doing while you're like, you have an hour where you're just tinkering and you're probably nearing the end of that hour. So you have a bunch of different parts and pieces from different things that were just in the cargo bay, like maybe 
part of the actual cargo bay workshop you've taken apart to kind of try and get this um forklift a little more juice um and it's all like scattered around you what are you two doing is there like a camaraderie in silence or have you been talking um i think we have the forklift kind of open i'm kind of half in the forklift asking you know can you pass me tools but i i was thinking as this conversation was going on i i um i kind of think to myself I, like I have this kind of guilty conscience. Like I'm not very good at, as as Qubit is not very good about kind of opening up and talking about things. But I feel this kind of camaraderie with with Amara. I I open with how do you Amara? How do you feel about Savara leaving and wanting to go help? I I don't know how to feel. I feel that it would be something right, but I also don't know how to help. And Amara takes a moment to kind of just collect her thoughts before she speaks um, and says, you know, I don't think there is a right or wrong choice, but those people do need help. And if we can help them, I think we should. And she passes Cubit a wrench. Grab the wrench and kind of tinkering away and I I felt this this overwhelming guilt when Savara looked at me, but I don't I don't know how to help people. I don't know how to fix what I don't know. But I think that all of us are needed for this. I don't think that we should be splitting up. I don't Amara, know what to do. Yeah, I look at you and I say I agree. And at that moment, I'm assuming either Uskra or Cletus are going to come down the hallway to inform Amara that she's been told that she has to be the captain now. Yes, Amara! <laughs> We're together. Dear Cletus and I, we have something to tell you. Cletus, do you have any more of that whiskey? Uh, yeah, here. With a, oh, shit. No, I left it by the armory. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I can go get it, though. You want me to go get it? No, it's no, it's it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Maybe Moro. later. We think that because Cubert is too scared and because Gelby is too nice of a person that you should be the leader of the group and that you are going to drive the forklift to learn how to be a better pilot so that you can be a true leader of the group. But because you're a woman, you're very strong and you always know what to do. Ulskar thinks you should be the leader and Cletus was the one that suggested it. And everybody agrees. Even Gaius, he said yes, even though he didn't speak, but me knows he would say yes. So we, know he, we knew what he felt. We knew yes. it. He felt that way. Ulskar is very good at feeling people. Congratulations. What do you think? You should be the captain. I'll bow in front of her. And Amara just says, okay, Ulskar. Okay. Okay, Captain. But you need to learn how to fly, okay? Yeah, you gotta fly better. Because Oscar cannot lose another I've captain. Been, I'm working on that. I'm working Actually on that, does. buddy. He cannot lose another bar. That's right. Whew. Oscar is tired. I'm just gonna say. Amara just goes back to tinkering with herself, shaking her head. All right, so let's um, flash forward a tiny bit in time. Uh, the forklift has now been um, upgraded. Uh, it's been about an hour. Um, all of you, I'm assuming, have packed up your things um, into the backpacks that you probably sh should have um, in your equipment. You should have backpacks, I think. Um, and 
I feel like uh, just to kind of bypass, you managed to like open up the cargo bay door somehow and get the forklift out of it. Like that'll just be a part of the repairing the forklift, just being able to get it out of the cargo bay. So now you're all standing, including Savara and Gaius, outside of the ship with um, some of your packs maybe um, on the forklift. There's only room on the forklift for maybe like two people, but it'll certainly help you go faster. Well, I, um, I should be definitely on the forklift because I'm on a cane, so. Right, yeah, gonna, absolutely. Okay. Um, and Savara, she has her backpack on her back and she has her back turned um, so that the ruined city is behind her and you can see the smoke from the city in the sky behind her and um, the red rocks and the wreck of the ship to her side. And she says, so this is what we're doing. Then you're all okay with leaving these people. I think I think Cubit kind of emerges from the crowd of packs and um, Sabara, I don't, I don't think that we're leaving these people. I think it, it's just not our time to help them. We can still help, but I, I don't feel comfortable you going on your own. You can, you can come with us and help us. We, we need to stick together. You heard before, yes. even with that, it'll be at least 12 hours. Some of those people, they just don't have that sort of time. If you do come back, you know where I'll be. We can get off the planet. Then maybe we can find a way to help more of these people, though. Figure out what's happening to the rest of the planet. As it doesn't as seem it like many others are getting off. We've got to help ourselves before we help others. Can I try and talk her into joining us? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely you a thing I you can do. To? Um, could you first like say what your character would say that is like trying to um, convince her and then we'll go ahead and make a roll. So I walk up to her. Actually, I, I get off of the forklift because I'm already situated mm -hmm. and I grab my cane and I kind of like stroll like stumble over to her. Mm -hmm. Is there sand or is this hard rock? It's hard rock. Imagine, like, I don't know if you've ever been to Hawaii, but, like, most of this planet is still fairly young on the surface, so it's, like, um, hard and rough lava rock sort of stuff. Okay. I walk up to her. Um, I know inside your heart that this is the only thing for you to do because this is a decision you've made. But I will tell you right now that... If we can get to a ship and get everybody on the ship and then we can get situated, we can come back here and help those people even more so than we can right now or even you alone. Because the situation is, is you're going to go by yourself and you're going to try and help them with two stem packs or whatever you've got. And that ain't enough. You just don't have enough right now. I know it's in your heart, but you don't have enough to do it. If you come with us, we get the ship because we need you. We need what you have to offer to get through this. And we can go back and help those people. 
I have to unmute myself. Uh, I'd say that's absolutely um, worth making a roll. So Cletus, this would probably be uh, charisma, which you're very good at, and talk. Either talk or lead, but you've already um, made the uh, commitment to like not being the leader of the group. Yeah. So I think it's more likely to be talk. So I've not actually made rolls with this yet, so you might have to help me through this first one. Right. So on your sheet where it says skills, um, there's talk and then it says ask next to it. Okay. So on the drop down menu by ask, you would go ahead and click charisma or CHA. Okay. Um, and then I just whispered to you a list of your skills and you'll just click talk on that list and it should roll for you. Okay. And just submit it. Mm-hmm. No modifier. Wow. Um, so that's actually, uh, Cletus rolled a 10. Um, and that's actually the difficulty I set for this. Um, so Savara, she looks at you and she kind of turns around and she looks back at the city and she takes a big breath in and then says, maybe you're right. I'm always just thinking of what's what's in my power to do, but you're right. We could go get more more things and have power to help more people. But you have to promise me that we'll come back. We will. We will. I promise you. That's my promise to you. All right. Then I'll come along. I want you to know that I understand where you're coming from, but thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And she looks at you and she looks at you, she looks you in the eye and takes like a moment, a beat. And then she says, it is only a fool who closes his ears to the truth. And you would know probably Gelpi that that is a saying within the Cozartist religion. Like that's an oft quoted saying. Um, but I don't know if any of the rest of you would know enough about the religion of this um, sector. And um, with that, I think that we're going to start our rather long trek towards the city of Tiver. Um, let's first, though, uh, take a quick three to five minute break. Um, everyone refresh and rehydrate. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll see you back here very, very soon. Ah, oh, that was way too loud. Yeah, we'll be right back here very, very soon, guys. Just like Blue Jay said, thank you so much for watching. And uh, don't forget to join our Discord and check out the previous episodes over on YouTube. See you in a minute. Hello, and we are back. Welcome back to episode two of The Bystanders. Um, our uh, intrepid heroes, I suppose, are currently going to start out on their way towards the, not the nearest city, which had an elevator fall on it, but to the next nearest city, which is not not quite as damaged. Um, is there anything in particular that you're going, that you want to try and like scavenge from the ship other than just all of your items on the forklift before you go? I know that the ship's kind of destroyed and mm -hmm. you said that we can maybe salvage some things. I'm not sure like what we'll kind of see along the way and I don't mm -hmm. know how far we're, we're gonna be able to get this forklift to, to go, but I think I'd like to um, 
maybe uh, me and my assistant here try to get some spare parts in case we need to make some repairs to the forklift along the way. Okay. Um, as yep. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh no! As a um, uh, the class that you took, you already have six spare parts in your inventory, but you can absolutely roll to try and get more. Again, it'll just it'll be time, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you, because you had the assistance of Amara, you could maybe also have asked in that hour's time for the assistance of Uskrar, um, and just like gathered a few more spare parts okay. from um, from the body of the ship or the engine or, or something of the kind. It's just generic like material, basically, for whenever you need to use it. Okay. Can so, I send Uskar to get something for me? From the ship? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uskra. Yes. What do you would need? You, would you mind going up to what's left of the bar? Okay. There is a switch behind the counter. Okay. Right right next to the light switch. It'll open up the door to my room. Okay. You run in and grab me my last two bottles of whiskey. Very important. Yes. Okay. Run in. The switch, the bottles. Okay, Whiskra will do this. Um, this is good because uh, I was also going to do a quick pan for like any mementos. Um, just anything that Whiskra would uh, would have noticed or um, uh, just anything? Any, anything like important to the captain or anything else that was important to anybody on the ship. Um, I don't think he um, would have anything too personal to him, but. I feel like most of the crew. Um, have gathered their own things um, in terms of the captain's materials. Uh, what exactly, what sort of thing are you looking for? Um, she has like her pants and like maybe like two different jackets. Um, one obviously is on her smushed corpse. Um, yeah. You already got her hat. Yeah. Um, what about her name tag on her jersey, her outfit? Um, I don't think that she wears a name tag. And if she did, it would have been on her person. Okay. Is there anything that says like captain on it? Any placard, any pin, any um, door or door? Is is Uskrar or Cletus um are they the type of person to like give a best captain ever mug or something like that or award sort of thing? Like I could absolutely see that maybe um the napkin. When... The napkin. You would have that though, right? Yeah. You have that? Yeah, you grabbed that. You were like showing it. Okay, oh, I do have it. I do yeah. have it. Okay. Just yeah, I would. Sure. I think Uskar would definitely have gotten a mug like that, or like a like a travel, like a thermos. So yeah, um, we have a like. You're thinking about like, what should I take? What should I take? Like standing in the doorway to the captain's cabin that's like half open, um, and we have a momentary flashback to maybe the whatever planet you were on when you first got hired as a laborer on this ship and um there was a it was probably a space station where um you had gone from a passenger to um like a a kind of a crew member and right outside of the um the dock at this station there was a very basic like spencer's stall and they engraved any sort of thing you could need like a mug or a travel like a container or like a best captain ever award beautiful it would say capitan 
on it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'd grab that, and then uh, I don't know if I have to look too, too hard for uh, Cletus's switch in his bar, um, but I'd be very sure to, to on the way out of the captain's room, I am sorry again, captain! I am sorry! And then go down to the bar, um, probably hit the light switch, and look at it confused for a minute, and then hit the proper switch. And would there are there any bottles left? Is there anything left over? Or, um, well, when we were in there, there was, everything was strode really bad. So, if there were bottles left, it would be out in the open for you. I don't have to. Do I have to roll it like a destruction of the bottles um, check? The 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 two bottles that he says were in his quarters. I would say because you do live on a spacefaring vehicle that occasionally gets just hit by debris, that you would have them appropriately stored. Yeah, right. Um, and most of the other stuff probably would have been um space ready if you hadn't been docked and fairly secure. Um. So. Uh, you from description have been drinking fairly heavily and you hadn't been able to get restocked yet so it absolutely makes sense to me that the ones that would be remaining would be the one in cletus's like private supply so okay. those two are not broken no okay i'll just grab the uh probably the whole box or whatever they're stored in mm -hmm. um and carry it along and just kind of try and balance um the mug on top of it and warily walk back to to the door and say okay have it. Um. Thank you, Scar. Yes. Grab the mug. Cubic, can you go ahead and roll me one d six to just see how many extra spare parts you get from um before? Okay. Oh. Damn. <laughs> that was a one. Oof. She so, on your roll for cuteness, because she has a cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a. Oh, it's like a paperclip or something. You, you gotta take the uh, the cat feet. Sorry, if you make a roll, add plus two if there's a cat on the screen. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely that one. That's definitely a special feat. Um, so go ahead and add an extra spare part to your spare parts in your um gear on your character sheet. Um, but unfortunately, that is yeah, just one. <laughs> At least you rolled more health. That's we'll take. That. Yeah, right. Is she still, yeah. Does she still get a reroll for the scene. Uh, this isn't a skill roll. This was just okay. like um, me allowing th there to be time. A check. Um, so uh, I don't think that this qualifies for the reroll. Plus, you might want to use it for um, traveling. So, um, other than the discussion we had with um, Savara and the last minute gathering of everyone's items, um, the most important thing now is getting to um tyver so this in this instance um it is in fact still at least an eight hour it's it's because it was going to be 24 hours um you've cut it down to 12 by having the forklift um available to like switch off in terms of um one person sitting and the other people walking um so that you're able to rest but it still is going to take 12 hours in um, you absolutely have like a pseudo GPS, future GPS, so that you know basically what direction you're going in, but it's still unfamiliar terrain and um, fairly dangerous. So this is going to be um, where survive is going to come in handy. Um, so before before we set out, um, I would like someone to make a roll 
um, whomever would like to. I think Jay, you probably have the best survive skill. I'm not sure. Yes, um, and I would probably suggest it as well. Um. So you're all standing by the forklift, and someone I'm not sure who would be like the one who first like pulls up the map, as it were. Well, I guess I mean, Amara would. Try, oh, I think yeah. Amara. Yeah. Yeah, trying yeah, that makes to sense. fall in, in place of what Uskar. Right. So Amara pulls up the map and is looking at the map, which is even if you do the um, Google Street View, as it were, it's still just a bunch of rocks and trees, and it's not really that easy. There's no crashed ship on the the satellite image view. Um, so you pull up the map and you're just looking at it and looking around at the rocky terrain and you can pull up where Sean City is on the map, but that still doesn't give you a great idea of where you are relative to it. And you could just go east from um, where you are now and you'll get closer to Tiver because it is in an easterly direction, but this is definitely an opportunity to um, both uh, use... It's probably, I'm going to guess, someone needs to roll the survive and someone needs to roll, like, notice in order to spot any, like, landmarks. So this can absolutely be two separate people or the same person. Um, but the survive, I believe, is typically, um, I would say it's probably either constitution or wisdom, depending on, like, how you're doing it. Um, and then the notice... I have notice, so I'm at zero yeah, on I notice. As well. so okay. I have a one in notice. Oh, very noticeful. <laughs> noticeful. <laughs> so Amara is holding up the map and looking around. Amara, like you, without rolling, obviously, like you can make the roll. You can't really like get a good idea of where exactly you're starting from. Do you ask for help or? Uh, yeah, no, I, I kind of push it out away from my body and I, I look at the group and I say, do you know where we are? It's okay, I can find this. Uskar has made a, a map many times. I'm going to grab it upside down. <laughs> um, oh, then I'll flip it over. Okay, Cubert, where are we? <laughs> um, and I'm going to use my, my survive roll, but ask her for help. Okay. Um... Okay, in, so if you're helping, um, she has to say how she's helping, and then she'll make a roll with her skills. And if she's successful, then she's able to give you a plus one. Um, and you said there's not really any noticeable landmarks. It's all kind of like just you would have to you would have to roll the notice to get the landmarks. So obviously, Uskar like took the map from Amara and was like, "Cubit, you have to be the one to help me." But like other people are totally okay with. Yeah, I've just I've just thrust it at her. But yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I can roll my notice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look I think around. I think I'm kind of looking around. I'm not really seeing anything. Just kind of like. Uh... Okay, so um, <laughs> Cubit, if you would go ahead and roll me uh, wisdom and notice. Okay. Uh, I lost my window. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Notice. Uh, so you get a six. Um, you are... You're able to 
kind of figure out like by how far distant the city looks um where you probably are relative to sean in vaguely what direction but um you can't be 100 sure that you aren't like on the opposite side of the city or something of that kind so you could end up heading in directly the wrong in exactly the wrong direction like you're looking at it and you're like i'm pretty sure we're within this circle Mm-hmm. But you're not sure which like side of the city. I think I walk over to Uskrar and you know, take the map and kind of like stand next to him. And you know, I think if we walk, yes, that you no, know, maybe it. That's why uh, I am pointing to which way. I. Uh, you have no idea. Okay, yeah, I have I idea. I can't really. I don't. Can we rock paper scissor this one? I'm not really. No, I do not think we can do that. That is not the <laughs> sign of a good leader. And I'm gonna like shoot a glance over at Amara, like a encouraging glance. Um, <laughs> Amara's like getting ready to rock paper scissor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I use my uh, survive or survival skill here? Um, I guess to find uh, what type of like area it is. Uh, is the area that we're on? Did we crash land on a street? Did we crash land in like the suburbs? Was it on the farms? Would I see plot all of land? the um, all of the uh, inhabited areas of this planet are within pre-built cities. Mm. Um, the external parts of the planet, like I said, is mostly like very new surface, okay. like lava rock, um, hardened magma, some very straggly trees. Um, that's part of the reason why this settlement is so new mm-hmm. um, is because they haven't yet used uh, whatever future like terraforming technology on the entire surface of the planet. They've mm-hmm. just built city sites which have then been inhabited um so there are no like streets or suburbs or farms out here all of the farming is done in vertical greenhouses near the cities themselves so that's entirely what uskra was looking for was farms which he knows best Mm -hmm. um and kind of scratch his head i cannot see any um, do you still want me to make the roll here uh, um, with survive? I would I would say that survive is able to like you can get food and water and shelter, right? Um, but it's not necessarily going to get you going in the right direction. So I would say that again, the best thing to do would be to get someone to make a successful notice check to get you like kind of started, and then you can make the roll to make sure that you don't, I don't know, trip and fall into a crevasse or like run out of water. I can make an attempt if you'd like. Um, yes, I have noted all the amazing places in the area, but I have not found any farms, so I am useless. I am sorry. <laughs> I say, I'm while, sorry. While everyone's looking at the map, Gelpie's probably like walking around just trying to look for something as well. So I'm okay. Saying- yeah, so you can both make the same roll. It's going to be notice and wisdom. Um, we're going for an eight here. So either one of you gets an eight. Well, I was going to say real quick, uh, Yeah. when we were in the midst of all the chaos uh, during the crash, uh, Cletus does remember at one point seeing, um, I wouldn't say so much the specific city that you're pointing out, but I do remember as we were traveling, seeing some of the larger landmarks mm-hmm. out from, there a distance. On the, from a distance, and I was very excited this is prior to the crash, but I was excited right. to see like all these really cool places and so maybe you were looking out of the um like viewfinder while you're sitting in the bar beforehand. Correct. I would absolutely say that would give you an advantage on this roll for sure. 
Because I, I do remember seeing there was a larger city north of us. Okay, so um, if you want to, because you described a situation which would give you an advantage, you can go ahead and add a uh, plus one modifier, but the roll is still notice and wisdom. The goal is eight. So and I you click can... notice, go to wisdom. Uh-huh. And then and add a plus one. Yeah, for the modifier there. And that's just the up down right there. Um, no. So what, what you'll do is when you click, um, I will whisper you again, your skills sheet. Okay. When you click notice, it will ask you for a modifier, probably. Okay, sorry. I just remembered that. So plus one? Yep. So Cletus got an eight. And you said as well, um, uh, Gelpie, that you were taking a look as well. Yeah, while they're kind of like looking at the map, she probably would have just kind of like wandered around and just started looking okay. for anything noticeable. So you would go ahead and roll notice and wisdom as well. And like, if you can get more, then we'll get like a, a better understanding of where you are and where you need to go. This is Sorry, I'm just so making cool. sure. Mm-hmm. Did it? And then no modifier. There we go. It pops yep. up. Nope. Okay. Well, it's good that it's good that Cletus rolled because Gelby is looking around, um, kind of wandering and taking a look in every direction from the. Um, forklift and even just looking at the horizon your eye is constantly distracted by the f- burning smoky wreckage of the city behind you and you're unable to um, get yourself together quite enough to really focus on what it is that you're looking for which is indeed the other city Cletus you would notice that you see a slight rise in the um, the ground to the probably to the southeast, and then um, on the horizon. Although this uh, planet is is fairly flat, you do notice on the horizon there is um, very hazy the um, mountains, which then gives you the ability to like look back on the map and scan out. Um, I don't know if you take it from. I grab the map from them. Yeah, um, so you, you you scan out, you get an idea of where the mountain range that you're seeing, like, hazy in the distance is, and you're able to be like, okay, this is the direction we need to go. So you uh, have that in your head. So I grab the map, and I look at it. I, do I want to explain the whole seeing it when I was coming in? If you, the like, memory? that's absolutely something that you can, as your character, say... So when we were in the up in 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 flying in in the sky, in space, I do remember when we were coming in that there was a large city, uh, somewhat distance from here, and I think that might be the one we're looking for. Yes, that is not the city that the. <laughs> no, no, this was a okay. city before we even got here, before things got crazy and you saw the bomb and yes. blowing up and, and falling on the ground and stuff. Uh, before that, I saw a very large city southeast of here. So, um, Cletus, like, he uh, puts the map so that all of you can see it and you see um, him, like, turn it or arrange it so that the city is pointing in a particular direction and then I'm assuming because this is super future tech, there's like a lock so that it will keep the um, appropriate 
direction and then you all can start out on your journey um so this would be when we make the survive check um this is basically uh you have a limited amount of supplies considering that you hadn't re um re uh gotten more cargo and also considering that you only have so many broken bottles that you can put water in the ship has a renewable water tank that would have been fine for you in space it would have recycled any of your waste and turned it into water that you could use again but obviously the problem is not having it it's carrying it so you have a limited amount of water and you have a limited amount of um food rations which are probably mostly basically soylent um because in space you dry powdered food basically um You would have had more like fruits and vegetables if you'd had the delivery from um, the planet's surface um, or if you'd gone to any of the, to see if any of the greenhouses were still standing, but those are probably high demand um, from other people. So this survive role is basically just going to be to make sure that you are able to get from here to the next city without, you know, completely running out of water or, you know, losing your way or anything of that sort, so... Okay. Uh... Uh, is this strength uh, or dex? Also... Or uh, con? You said con or wisdom, actually, right? Constitution or wisdom, I think, make more sense for this type of survive. Okay. Um, I'd also probably but... be carrying a lot of things, too, if we want to flavor it that way for constitution. If the water was the heaviest, then... then oh, yeah, absolutely. And it. you have you have a plus one from Cletus uh, successfully finding the, your direct your way... Oh, is that on the modifier then? Yeah. The very, okay, so let me go back to that and constitution and submit. A 15. Holy. Wow. So. Yes. Of course, I have a big muscles. I can carry it all. So describe to me, obviously this is taking a, a large amount of time um, because it's cut in half. This is a 12 hour trek and only like a sixth of the time can you be on the forklift and not walking. So you're all doing this journey. The, um, I think it's a single star in the system. The single star is, you know, passing overhead in the sky. You can start to see as you get closer, the very, very long shadow of the still standing space elevator from um, the city um, that you're heading to, which enables you to more uh, accurately find your direction from Tiver to Tiver. I mean, um, describe to me how Uskrar is like making this as pleasant as possible, basically, with that roll of 15. You are the most bare grills of them all. Like, this okay. is, the, yeah. So I am rationing out the rations and I am also carrying everything. I am not going on the forklift. It's for the women to walk on because they will need it to save their energy, to talk, and to speak, and to lead us out of this planet. Okay, yes, and Uskar is judging you. Very much. Um, How dare you? It's also probably, uh, maybe, uh, I think uh, foraging a little bit uh, off to the side if if Mm -hmm. there is a loud tree of fruits or anything like that. Does Uskar catch and kill and cook uh, some of the lizards. Yes. And that was my first thought when he shot it earlier was I was going to cook it. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, he's definitely, there would probably be a moment where you'd have to put things down and whether or not they continue going or wait. Right. You definitely have to take a break. It's a 12 hour walk. Yeah. That's a long ass time. He would walk yeah. until they said stop. So, um, so let's say, um, who do you think of the group? Um, I'm assuming maybe Cletus, but like, you can go ahead and correct me. Uh, who do you think of the group would be the first one to be like, no, I have to, I have to take a break. Uh, Cletus is riding on the forklift, so I may okay. have actually fallen asleep at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I've had a lot of whiskey right now. So that's true. That's true. I if may you guys be asleep snoring right now, if you want to, we can roll for it. Um, I don't feel like with Uskar's role that he would if you say you're just gonna go until the one of the ladies says they need to stop, then that totally makes would, sense. If I did hear Cletus sleeping, um, I would probably mention it at some point that uh, we should take a break. Uh, Cletus is, is sleeping. He has worked too hard all day. Screw <laughs> <laughs> you! Like, oh, but Uskar does not need to stop. He's doing it's hard great. to make roles like this. <laughs> We've had a lot happen today. I think we all kind of deserve a little bit of a break. Yes. Yes. Um, so let's go ahead and say it's been probably four hours of walking. Um, and the the sun is still in the sky. They have very long days here. Um, but you, Cletus, feel the forklift underneath. Who else is on the forklift at this time? Is it one of the three of you or... Is it Savar? I imagine, I imagine Gelpy, honestly, would be on the forklift, but that's just my interpretation of the situation. I mean, you're all you're all trading off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually was going to say, I think, uh, Gelpy, I have a question for you, Blue Jay, about uh -huh. the terraforming. Mm -hmm. Would there uh, be enough, like, foliage on the ground for her to be... I imagine she's probably, like, looking as they're walking for any, like, herbs or medicinal plants that she can kind of like pull as she's going along the way uh this this planet outside of the um because like i said the cities themselves had been like the first uh wave of um terraformed land there's probably some gardens within cities and stuff but the planet itself doesn't have um native medicinal plants that you okay. would be familiar with um any that you uh like you could definitely roll to be like no way like when i landed here a week ago the first thing i did was look up the native medicinal plants um but uh without a roll it would just be like you wouldn't know um, can she search her compad for something um yeah for you information yeah, you probably could do that. I would say like that would be the process of like making the roll would be like if you could find hey Siri, what is this? Uh, sorry, <laughs> what just is this? to sort of like really, really understand oh, this, my Siri this planet, it's like like volcanic, like almost like our moon, and then we have like little moon bubbles on it where people are living. Like it's an uninhabitable planet and they've the planet made it. has the planet has an atmosphere. Okay. Um so it's not uninhabitable. You're you're breathing air. Um that's fine. Um what it is is like uh like you said about the moon, it's very the surface is, on this planet is very young. Hmm. Um it's like recently cooled. Um so it's it's very hard rock and not soil. Okay. That makes um, a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah, the actual cities were the first places where they used this um, terraforming technology, but it's not like you drop a seed into the planet's atmosphere and then a week later it's fine. It takes a lot of time. So the, the city, 
Yeah, so the cities aren't necessarily all inside of domes. Mm. The land that the cities are built on has been already um, kind of like... Pre-treated. Yeah, pre-treated in terms of like the rock has been ground down into some soil that you could actually build on and would support things and could grow things. Um, So like that's the case here is that any kind of plants out, out here and animals out here are very scraggly um very like they they grow in the rock and through the like holes in the rock um there there might be um something that could be used medicinally but um it would just require a role to find that information hmm. so yeah Gelpie will probably while she's waiting for a message back from racket she'll kind hmm. of probably been searching whatever she could find about tyvar um any information there like seeing if the reports had changed and then she probably would look up like if there is any local fauna um and then if there was then she would be looking so i don't know if you want okay. to do two rolls or um i would just say that you can just make a roll to like if, see if like if there's an available like if you make a certain roll it'll be like yes it's this one and then you can okay. just like start collecting can i interject real quick mm-hmm. my thought too on that and i may be completely out of line but i think that considering that we still have the lady that you gave the medicine to mm-hmm, Savara. Us, Savara. I'm sorry. I forgot her name. I apologize. It's totally fine. We still have Savara. She still has all the meds. I still have an extensive amount of meds with me. I feel like that this would be like a search for food, right? Like you could do both be because um, at this point, because that would are- be more important. I think the survival role that Uskar just did, um, that, that was a, the crit. Um, he got as good as he could get and survive is obtaining food and water. Okay. That's, that's part of it. So the survival role that's already, that's care. already taking oh, okay. care of the I'm food sorry. situation. No, 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 it's totally fine. Um, so Gelpie, if you wanted to do that checking and I will absolutely, after we do this role, get back to you in terms of rackets, cause he would have had time by now. Um, but I believe it's, it's going to be an intelligence and likely either no or heal. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're basically just looking through the Encyclopedia Galactica about, you know, what native fauna here might be useful in what situations. Oh, wait, do you say int or was? Sorry. Int, yeah, intelligence. Okay. Int, one, three, skill. Sorry, it's, I'm going through the process. To... No, it's okay. a 13, hot diggity damn. So wow. I would say that um, they're one of the brush sort of things that you see around you. It's It grows mostly um, like near rocks where there would be shade. Um, there is a uh, small plant that basically looks like a a very um, thick stem of the plant. And then it has some like tender buds with little leaves. Um, And those tend to like wilt and grow and wilt and grow over and over um, pretty quickly. But if you can find those buds and leaves, those would be medicinal in so much as they could offer like pretty much the same thing as like a like an antibiotic um and the bark of the plant itself uh can be used like aspirin okay um while we if we do break uh gelpie will probably take some time to harvest 
Yeah, yeah, I sure. Look for, so, uh, so we we see Uskar shouldering this heavy burden. Look back at Cletus, basically falling asleep on the uh, forklift. Maybe Savara is sitting next to him, rubbing her feet as she's taken taken a shoe off to kind of rub it a blister or something of the sort. And um, you all take your first break in travel. It's been quite some time. Um, Gaius is probably a bit ahead of the group. Um, he's still got his laser pistol, like, holstered, as it were. Um, there's probably holsters that come with them that can just attach to pants or jackets or something. Um, and he has, uh, it holstered, but he's also got his, like, hand on his hip. You can tell, like, when you look at him that he's standing like he thinks the uh like a cowboy would with his hand on his six shooter and kind of looking out in the horizon and very pointedly not like talking to anyone um savara um when you stop she gets off of the forklift so that the supplies can be accessed and sits down on a rock nearby and is again just rubbing at her feet um at this point, Gelpi, you could absolutely go and gather um, any kind of uh, medicinal herbs uh, you would like to. I would say, give me a give me a roll one d six, and you can have um, that amount of um, just like you could just put medicinal herbs on your on your on your sheet. Okay, so go ahead and put like yeah. four in medicinal herbs. And because Savara didn't leave you, you can put the Lazarus patch and the lift back because it's still accessible to you and I don't have a character sheet for her. Um, what are the rest of you doing in terms of like, you've already Ugh. been walking in the sun for four hours? I just woke up for the first time. Um, I'm going to take an opportunity to... Uh, hey, Uskar. Yes? I'm hungry. Yes, I am catching lizards right now. I'm like frog hopping on them. trying. You know how kids catch frogs? <laughs> yeah. That is me 100% trying to get them before they scramble through the cracks. Hey, oh, Uskar. Yes? I bet it'd be easier if you shot them. No, that would ruin the meat. So, uh, Uskar, with your previous role of constitution, you absolutely can get some food. I would say a similar, um, because you got a crit there, I would say roll 2d6, and that's the amount of, like, rations, okay. um, that you can get from, from these <laughs> lizards. Nine. Nine. Okay, so nice. I found four lizards, and I found five nice weird little lettuce things. They could be used as lettuce, but they're... Very spiky and very hard, but if you wrap the lizard in there, maybe they'll be okay. You it's like some cactus lizard? or something. No, we boil it! Sorry, what'd you say, Blue Jay? It's like a cactus or something. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I just, just the, like a dried succulent, but. Um, so you actually have eight mouths to feed. Um, so that will, that will be like one meal this day. Um, that'll be enough to like keep everyone fed. You don't have to touch your um, soylent supplies from the ship. Um, for the day, but yeah, uh, Uskar, you you said you have to boil them. So do you, you make a like a campfire with like random sticks, or do you have some kind of um, thing that you you owned already? Like a, I'm going to take a quick peek, real quick. Um, 
Now, I know we have lasers. All right, so, you, so that's... You also have a survival kit. I don't... Oh, there it is. Okay. I was like, I, don't, I can't see what's in it. Uh, yeah, I do have uh, a fire lighter and... I mean, we have a thermal blanket to sell or to uh, light on fire, not sell. Um, <laughs> sell to the fire gods. Um, yeah, so I'd probably take anything that's uh, a little uh, flammable. And uh, there are definitely like little, little scrawny like tr trees and brush around for sure. Yeah. Can I interject? Yeah. We could. This is out of character. We could utilize the napkin and be kind of like a final. Oh, up to you. Um, so they're like you can in character offer that. Um, but Uskar uh is probably like gathering brush and dried twigs as a sort of thing. Um, so you see Uskar doing this, getting ready to. So he's struggling to find like a something light enough to start the fire. Like we a... have many supplies, but they will need to go through the whole night or however long we are resting. We will need somebody to watch the fire, and we will need somebody to take care of the fire. I volunteer, of course. And okay, so anything flammable, give it to me. And I'm gonna set to work with like a weird light in my eyes. So I walk over <laughs> to him with my cane. <laughs> And I reach into can my... Use the cane. Yes, good idea. <laughs> uh, don't touch my cane. Why not? <laughs> okay. I reach into my large coat and I pull out the napkin. Uskar. Yes? I've got Captain's napkin. No. You put it back in your pocket. Are you sure? We will not forget the Captain after four hours. We don't have to forget her. That is why Uskar bought the number one Captain mug. <laughs> we don't have to forget her, Uskar. We we can say goodbye. Okay, that's why we had hurts. the funeral. What that's am why... I going to do with this napkin? It'll save face. us. You can wipe your face if it gets dirty. It can save us. We can eat right now because of it. I mean, there are, like, trees and brush and little, like, leaves and stuff. Like, there's definitely f fire-making materials. Like, this isn't the only flammable thing, because if it was, the fire wouldn't last for very long. Uskar will scavenge the entire land before we use the napkin. All right, no. I'll put it back. I'm yes. sorry, Uskar. Yes, sorry, Captain! <laughs> back to the fire. Um, so, uh, as for, um, Gelpie... You, when you're looking at your phone before you go to kind of uh, look around at the uh, local fauna, flora, flora, and um, gather some um, medicinal herbs. Every time I say that, I just think of weed. Um, <laughs> All it is around this planet. But uh, it could be what Gelpie's looking for. We don't know. Yes, it's going to talk. You notice that you got a message that you probably didn't notice while you were tiredly walking under the hot sun um, from Racket. And um, the message is basically like, uh, it says something along the lines of, you're calling in your favor now? I mean, I'm not going to go back on my word, but it's not a great time. And then there's a probably 15 minute break. And then there's another message from Racket. And it says, you know where I am. As soon as you get here, I'll see what I can do. No promises. And Gelpie will, uh, as soon as she notices, she'll kind of like, uh, kind of like, 
pull off to the group a little bit and pull out her compad and start responding. And she'll say, uh, I wouldn't call it in unless it was absolutely necessary. I won't pull you away from, I'm sure you have people that need you right now, but we're going to need some help when we get to the city. I'll look for you. And then she'll send. Okay. And then, you know, there's a little bit of a delay of everyone super busy all the time right now because, you know, the world is ending or whatever. Um, and then uh, he messages back and, and says, we, last time I met you, it was just an I. I might cost you a little more, but then there's like a smiley face. Um, so when you get to Tyver, um, Racket at least is expecting you. He hits her with the kappa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll help you, Kappa. Just in this world, I'll send back a real <laughs> sassy gif, just just to be. Kappa sure, yeah, doesn't exempt totally you from the rules. King oh W, King W. <laughs> <laughs> um, are uh, are Cubit and Amara doing or saying anything? You've like everyone else. You've been walking for a very very long time. Yeah, so I kind of imagine Amara was trailing behind. Uskara the entire walk mm-hmm. um, kind of just keeping an eye out for him, picking up all the trinkets that dropped off of his pack, putting them back <laughs> in their little pockets uh, and then started to to kind of help him kindle the fire as he mm-hmm. built it. Uh, I imagine Cuba to be a very small human, but trying to carry things might have been a burden. So you have cute. all of your like seven <laughs> spare parts, including some like scrap metal strapped <laughs> to your back. Like trying it's like a door. Yeah, just like random stuff. And I'm, you know, doing my best to kind of just like gently put stuff down, but then like kind of slip and it just like falls over and kind of annoys. But I'm like, it's fine. It's okay. Mm. I just kind of sit down and I just observe what people okay. are doing. One of the pieces of metal is like dragging behind you. So whenever you stop, <laughs> you can just lean back on the piece of metal <laughs> yeah. like, a, like a kickstand. <laughs> I like it. Um, um, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Uskar would look over at Cubit. Uh, Cubit, let Uskar carry those, please. You should not be worrying yourself with the burden of carrying things. Uskar is big and strong for this reason. I imagine Uskar just tries to pick up the parts yeah. and like just picks me up also, just kind of like... Okay, see? <laughs> yes, okay, I'm gonna put them down now, I'm sorry. Also, Thank come you, here. Uskar. Come here, please, Cubert. Amara, Amara, yes. This is how you make fire. It's like a weird glow in his eyes and, and like lights it and yes. Look at the flames! Yes! Okay, so you take the lighter and you put it up to the things. And we keep it going for a while, okay? I will look over it. We'll make sure it does not burn us all down. (laughs) There's like the tiniest little fire that like has a little, little tiny bit of smoke and these like twigs where it's crackling and then Uskar just takes like a massive log that he just ripped off of a tree and just drops it (gasps) on the whole thing. (laughs) Okay, it will be good. So for the most part, um, y'all, you take this break, you might take another one, but you get to the city of Tiver with no major problems due to those successful uh, notice and survive roles. And when you get to the city, um, 
you reach the outskirts and just like Sean City, this one has uh, been built mostly vertically. Indeed, they look almost identical. Um, Galpi, I don't know if you had visited more than one city on your last visit here. Um, obviously, you had gone to Sean City to um, join the crew um, of the ship. Um, but um, they're all laid out on a very strict um, what's the word? Layout? Blueprint? Pattern? Blueprint. Yeah. Um, the city's been planned to the nth degree and Galpi, you would know this, I don't know um, the rest of you, but this is a very Cozartist type thing to do where they believe that this is the best way for a thing to be done to satisfy the unnamed god and that by building and like populating this city um this perfect planet um it will bring about um some sort of like post-scarcity utopia that like they will satisfy the needs of their god um with this great work terraforming an entire planet and then just the rest of eternity is utopian um so every single thing about um all of these streets is it, it's perfect and that's probably why it's taken so long for them to get to the rest of the planet this is absolutely like the coser disc way of doing things um so when you get to the outskirts of tiver you would see the same vertical buildings that you saw below you when you were docked you would see the beautiful kind of like crystal green looking vertical greenhouses on the very outskirts of the city each of the um, districts has like a slightly different colored stone or metal that the buildings are made out of um, and each of them it has like a very obvious like cast or cased um, of people that live there uh, the side of the city that you're entering on let me just like roll to okay so this is probably like the upper middle class district um, there's a uh, not a cobblestone street it's smoother because they know not everyone here has a, um, a hover bike or a hover vehicle so the streets are smooth enough that they can travel even if they have wheels that touch the ground um the lights of every city would usually be on and sparkling but right now they they're completely turned off uh the streets that would usually have like probably many people out shopping there are businesses um in with like beautiful windows uh in the whole street so it's businesses on the bottom floor and then like the higher skyscraper would have apartments and things but all of those businesses are either shuttered or closed some of them the windows are broken like they've been looted um and there's not many people in the streets you do know of course um that they were instructed by the um repeating newscast to stay inside and be ready to go to emergency shelters um but right now it seems like most people are are, are doing what they've been told and um staying inside uh galpy you would know that you're probably directly opposite the side of the city you would need to be in to get to um where racket lives the side of the city that he's in um is it's strange because it's like a manufactured, like poorer part of the city, as though like the Kozer just believes that there is to be a like 
disparity of like caste and income that is um, integral to the optimal society, which is kind of dumb, but like that's what they believe. So they've actually built in like a poorer part of town, as it were. And that's um, probably if this is built in a wheel, imagine like it's a perfect circle. That part of town is like directly um, ahead of you. Uh, real quick, Blue Jay, in the message that was happening, did they say if there was a curfew or uh, anything like that? It's not a curfew. They you just been instructed to stay inside, um, okay. probably because like at any moment another missile could launch or blah blah. Like they just don't want the streets filled with panicking civilians. Okay, so it's not like a like a military. You must be inside. No, they're just point. doing as they're told. Which is another thing that is pretty common in this society. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Gelpie will kind of, as we like come into the city, um, Gelpie will turn to the group and say, uh, "I think, I think I have someone, someone here that can help us." But when we talk to him, you guys might get a few questions. I'll answer those questions at some point, but let's focus on getting to the Jor Hild ship. Can we can we agree on that? Okay. I think, I think What kind of questions are we talking about? Well my buddy Racket, he he's a, a colorful sort. Um Okay. He's real nice and he's always been real friendly. But some might not approve of his means of surviving here. And, uh, hey, you know, Gelby? there are going to be some folk around him that might, you know, be some questionable. Gelby? Yeah? Does he know we're here? Yeah. I sent him a message. Let him know we were on our way. Does he know we're here? With you? Well, I said we... And he made a joke about it, so I assume so. <laughs> okay. Okay, he sounds like a nice guy. He's real nice. He does jokes. He said he is friendly. Amara, you can trust him. He <laughs> I, you say so. You know, I, I fixed him up real good one day, and he's been real nice to me ever since. He's a he robot. did ask that I don't really mention it to people, but he's been real nice to me. You fix him like a robot? No, no, he's he's human. How is he going to help us? Well, so my thinking is that, um, you know, the Jorhilds, they probably are quite well uh, protecting their ships or bases and stuff. And if we're going to get on a ship, we're going to need someone that knows how to get around rules and around people that are probably good at enforcing them or good at you know, being military-ish. Uh, and I think that his specialties, well, I'll just tell you, he's a, he's a smuggler. And um, if he can smuggle goods, I kind of assumed he could smuggle people and, and get us to the ship, possibly. You think he oh, can okay. get us in any trouble? I mean, the planet is, it's... Lawless. What's the yes. word? Flawless, yes, that too. Uh, quarantined, so I don't really know if there's much more trouble we could get in with them. Great, where is he? Let's do it. 
Well, we're going to have to go through the city. He's about on the other side, so um, I would say let's try and avoid drawing any attention to ourselves while we're walking through here. We're not walking. Just... We have the forklift. Oh, well, I mean, that's quite, yeah, that's probably going to draw attention. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Cubit at this point kind of just like stops walking and you hear like the metal scraping behind her, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. It's on the brakes. Yeah. Okay, so what do we do? Well, uh, do any, by any chance, do any of you know where the, is it, is it actually an embassy, Blue Jay? Like, would they know it as an embassy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's the, it's the Jorhild embassy and it's, yeah, it's, it's in, it's in Tyvern. There's not another one on the planet. Have, have any of you been here? Do you, do you know where the embassy might be? I've never been here before. This is my first time. Well, it's all the Cosardous towns are real nice and it's a great place to be. But uh, I think, did that map have, would it um, show the, us where it is? I mean, you know where it is. You've been there okay, before. I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've, you know, you ran into uh, Racket before and you know where his like base of operations is. So, like I said, it's just like pretty much straight on the opposite side of town. So you just have to like walk through the city center and. Oh, okay. No, I meant that if I would know where the embassy is. Uh, the embassy is likely to be, um, there's, uh, one of the six district is, uh, like a governmental or administrative buildings and it's in one of those. It's probably because I said that the Jorhild military was in the street outside of where racket was. It's probably like the next neighborhood over okay. in terms of like the slices of a pie. Right. Yes. May I ask like, as I, I think Cuba would ask Gilby if, okay, if he's, if he's a, a smuggler. Why? Why are we going to the embassy? Does he work for the Jorhildians? I am no. not. Well, no. We'll uh, we'll have to go see him first. But I'm assuming if we want to ship out of here, that that ship is gonna be at the embassy, because that message that was re- replaying on the on the compads was saying that Jorhilds need to get and report back to their stations to get evacuated before the planet is quarantined. Mm-hmm. Unless there's unless Blue Jay, there's like an airstrip or airport. I'm assuming. <laughs> um, the the embassy is what you would know where it is, um, because of the amount of um, military in the streets. It's likely that there's another base, um, but it's probably not like a public one. So you'd know, you'd know where the embassy is just because, like, you've been to this city and they're all organized in the same way and there's one particular embassy per city that um, they kind of, like, keep them separated. Um, so you just know where it is because you've been here before. Um, but as far as an active military base, it would probably be secret. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think I think Racket might be able to help us out. He's... I assume he's probably dealt with uh, understanding the different military forces here or just at least run into one or two of them. So I think we should talk to him first and he might be able to help us. A good idea. Okay. I don't see any other option. All right. So if that's uh, agreed upon by everybody, then I assume Gelpi, you'd probably be taking the lead here because you know where you're going. Um, and as you lead the group and the forklift down the street, 
you see that um, Gaius is looking a bit more like jumpy, but he's still like he's not he's not doing much of anything. Like he probably hasn't been making much conversation, and all of you are very tired now, being that it's been like a twelve-hour walk, um, which is like exhausting, and you all probably have blisters and stuff. Um, but you make it you uh, make it the final stretch um and uh, as you pass through the city center you notice the vaguely the the slightly different colors of like metal and stone that line the streets the slightly different texture of um the broad avenues that go in these different directions in this um like pie shaped area um you notice that all of the um, city's lights at the lower level, at the lowest level where shops are all off, but there are some blinking on and off in the skyscrapers above. Um, probably uh, the reflections of like a television turned on, the newscaster speaking that you've seen before, just the repeated face of Lee Soo Young in windows. Um, and as you pull up with your forklift to what would be the um, broad avenue entrance to the neighborhood that you know that racket lives in you see that they've kind of piled some sort of debris or furniture um, in the street to make up uh, a blockage as it were kind of like this neighborhood has basically declared that you know no one comes in without our say-so. And there is a, a break in one part of this um, manufactured uh, blockade, I guess. Um, and there are two young men standing there wearing probably um, just... Uh, they have, like, very high-waisted pants with, like, a the the top of the waist is like cinched with a belt and the pants are actually larger so there's a little bit of like a ruffle at the top um where the larger pants have been cinched very small at the waist and the actual like pants go a little wide at the bottom so it gives them like a wider leg um both of them are wearing um just neutral colored clothing um basically what looks like the the uh regular tank tops with the thick straps and then one of them has like a hat um a ball cap kind of um sideways on his head and the other one um is hold like both of them are holding weapons um one of them is leaning against the one with the hat is leaning against this makeshift blockade and um, as you approach, uh, the one who's not leaning holds up his weapon towards you and says, stop. And Gaius immediately holds up his weapon towards the man. Gaius, Gaius, on. Ho hold on. And I'm going to try and calm Gaius down to lower his weapon. Well, uh, w one second, gentlemen. Gaius, it's, it's okay. You, you said you know these people. Well, I mean, I know Racket. Well, I don't then, really know these guys, but I, I know Racket is here, and well, then stop. Uh, tell them, tell them to stop aiming at us. We're invited or whatever. Okay, okay. Just put down, put down the gun, and I'll talk He's, to them. He slightly lowers it, but doesn't put it completely away. Okay, cowboy, cool it. <laughs> and then I'm gonna walk up to the the other two guys and say. And I'm just gonna try and put on my like most 
at a certain distance they instruct you like uh you know within like they keep you within like you can't just like go up and stab them distance <laughs> uh, and one of them's like no one enters without uh and he looks over the other guy per- permission yeah is uh is a racket home we're we're here to see him nothing to worry about this this is just our ride don't worry he's just a little He's a little happy to have his pistol. It's fine. We're here to see Racket. What's your name? I'm Gelpy. Gelpy what? Gelpy of the Wilts. <laughs> and the guy, like, he uh, he shrugs. He doesn't lower his gun, but he shrugs. And the other guy just kind of, like, slowly walks behind him back into the um, neighborhood uh, you see if you look up the, some of the windows of the nearer um, skyscrapers and apartments there um, definitely are people kind of like in sniper spots as it were up there and they all look like similarly like casual definitely not military um, they're just you know defending their turf um and it takes like a minute and Gaius is again looking like super antsy um but then like coming around the corner with the um scout I guess it was or guard that um left to go give him the news is Racket and uh Gelpi, what does Racket look like Ooh, so Racket is uh he's kind of just a skinny like lanky very tall man mm-hmm. um almost like He's one of those people that is intimidating because he's so tall, but he's very skinny. Like he does, he's he's not Uskar sized. He's not, you know, doesn't have the big muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he dresses in um, sort of like it's meant to look fancy, but it probably is still as like neutral colored as it can be. But you can tell he's tried to like dress himself up a little bit and look like as a as boss-like as he can or as kind of like he has like a loose-fitting futuristic suit jacket and it's mostly just like a weird tan or khaki that doesn't match his pants but in one of the pockets there's like a bright blue uh suit (laughs) pocket uh nap like a handkerchief or whatever exactly it looks like when you used to go to like the i don't know if you did this but like the thrift store to dress up for prom or something that's yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Um, and he, uh, he strolls up and he's like almost as tall as the barricade. Honestly, he's very stretched out kind of guy. Um, and he like strolls up to you, Gelby, and like immediately like leans over and gives you a massive hug and was like, Gelby, now I told you she was going to be coming. You guys don't have to act like you're, you know, like official or whatever. We let our friends come in now. Who? Wow. You got quite a few people with you here. Yeah, I, I mean, I did say we. Uh, this is, and I'm going to point to Uskar, and I'm going to say, this is Uskar. Hello, I'm Uskar of the Weak Gif. He's of the Weak Gif, but he's real strong Gif, and he, uh-huh. he's got you. Uh, and this is, this is Cletus, and I'm going to point hat. Cletus mm-hmm. there. Uh, this is Cubit, and, and she's real good at fixing things. And, and this is Amara, and she's going to, she's going to hopefully, uh, well, well, when we get to our plan, you'll you'll find out what I'm needing some help with. But Amara's real great, and she's going to help lead us out of here. She is our leader. And then, and then I'll point to Gaius, and I'll say, he's, that's Gaius. He's 
just Gaius at this point has like put his gun away and his like arms crossed, looking like I'm not happy to not be in charge of this situation. <laughs> he, he's fine. He'll he'll get over it. Uh, and that that's Savara. She's uh, she's she's a healer here. So, uh, um, so how you been? It looks like you really have upgraded a little bit in the couple days. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't tell you all my secrets, Gelpie, please. Now, like, we're family, this neighborhood, and we saw what was going on and wanted to make sure that none of those, you know, I told you there was military folks all about. I wanted to make sure that none of them came in on my turf. So we got this whole neighborhood protected, at least from below. Have you, uh, had any run-ins with them yet? I'm nothing aggressive. They're mostly just, you know, getting out of here like rats. But I mean, my little bro, he, well, turns out and he like looks over like behind him, like basically looking like that guy. Uh, Turns out he had a bit of a fling with the Jorhildian ambassador's daughter. And uh, well, she's holed up with us right now. I don't think she's supposed to be. Wait, like against her will or oh, no, we... no. She Oh, they're, okay. At least they're all supposed to... they're all supposed to leave and she, you know, kids doesn't want to leave without her boyfriend. So she ran away and we've been preparing in case they come in forced. I don't know. I don't want to get in a ton of trouble or anything, but the kids I mean, he, he says he's in love with her, so what, like, what, what am I supposed to do? Okay, have you tried saying that she is not here, if they ask? I mean, I don't know how subtle you were when you were 16, but it was kind of obvious who she was seeing. They know Just she's give here. Give him a blank look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but you could lie. <laughs> yes, we tried lying. Okay. And he like shakes his head and rolls his eyes at you, Gil. Be like doing the exact same thing to Amara. Like <sighs> <laughs> they're they're real great. Trust me, they they're some of the best I've ever met. They they're they're real reliable. All uh, right. Well, let's let's go let's go inside uh, and uh, you know it, it, like off the streets. They you know they told us get off the streets so and you can tell me uh what exactly it is you all are doing here yeah uh can we just park the the forklift out out here with the barrier? is that is that what you needed a car no no we we need a we need a ship you should you know that there does it have a bard <laughs> we'll you know, get there cletus we'll get there <laughs> you know that they're shooting down any ships that leave right they're shooting all down but the Jorhildian ones. And he like, he like, you know, sucks in a breath and he's like, come in and clean up. I, we need to talk about that. I don't, but you're, you're welcome to stay with us. Um, and basically it directs you to like come in past the barricade and when you get in the street like again the streets are pretty much as you've seen them uh, there are a couple um, what would now be termed like vintage 
uh, ground cars, um, so they're not hover vehicles, um, that are uh, in the streets. And you, Cubit, would probably notice, like, there's been some care taken to keep these running and to transport them to this planet. Like, they're really nice looking for being as old as they are. Um, but for the most part, the, the streets are, are like all of the cars are parked, like the streets are mostly bare. There are a couple of like younger men and women standing guard, um, uh, like a space version of a folding table where they're playing some cards and just like kind of keeping quiet. Um, and he leads you to, um, the, the same apartment building that you would have known that he was kind of like hold up in before there's a a series of shops that have been turned from shops that have like shop fronts to um basically like there is a window that shows some kind of wares but the window itself has like a green screen background so you can't really see into the shop and he leads leads you inside one of them and um you've been in here before galpy but it's just like boxes and boxes and boxes like all with different labels from different ships um and then and he leads you to the back and like up the stairs and it's a very like basic apartment above a shop sort of feel um the uh the lights are very dim or off here and the um television which is just a flat screen on the wall uh is currently muted but playing the rerun of the uh, emergency government broadcast and there's a, a young woman wearing um she's wearing a dress that has like a floral print on it but is it's um cut in a very militaristic fashion so the print is floral but it has very boxy shoulders and like a pleated skirt um and large pockets on the chest she looks like um he said like around 16 and she's like huddled up on the uh, couch next to um, basically a younger version of Racket who is like petting her head softly while his like long legs are stretched like a good two feet um, off the couch in front of him and they're both just kind of like quiet where, while she's whispering to him and then um, there's enough room for you all in here but obviously it's fairly cramped um, and you get into the, the apartment and um, he kind of gestures for you to sit down at a table and um you know says um make yourself at home everybody i mean it's not much but it's home so, so. i quickly i quickly move to the closest chair because mm -hmm. i've been standing with my cane for far too long uh we got um well nobody's using the bed right now um we're all a bit uh amped up from everything so uh I mean, you y'all look like pretty tired. I don't know. Like, it took you a while to get here from um, when you sent your message. Where where were you? Crashed underground. We were flying out to the planet, and then we got shot down. And our captain died a very sad death. And we missed oh, her. We, we were close to Sean. Oh, Sean City. Yeah, oh, we, were, oh. we were just outside the outskirts of it. Wait, you were there? Yeah, we were real close. We saw it. What happened? It it's crashed. Oh, bad. A lot of bad fire explosions. Oh, it's, man. It's not good. I'll be honest with you. I mean, they had like a ton of different 
information coming in before they put on this on repeat. You know, I, I kind of thought it might be some kind of weird weapons test myself. What makes you think that? Oh, I mean, I mean, you don't know me. Galby knows me. I just like conspiracies. <laughs> oh, okay. Keep it kind of like sinks back down, sits and <laughs> okay. I mean, like, who knows what to think? It was uh, the pictures were pretty, pretty crazy. So, w- what was that you said, Gelpie? About you want to you want to get a Jorhildian ship? And at the mention of the word Jorhild, the um, young woman on the couch like perks up a little and looks over, but doesn't do anything. Well, uh, you see, we were planning to get off the planet. Uh, yeah, so and is everybody. Hasn't worked so far. Well, we're we're a determined sort. Um and I think we really want to figure out why this is happening. And I don't I'm assuming no one else is really trying to uh go get themselves a Jorhild ship. So it might be our best bet. Cause they're you- letting them out and they're not letting anyone else out. Um, from the, um, from the couch, the young woman who's now like fully, fully sit, sit, sitting up and no longer like slouching on her boyfriend's shoulder says, you'd be wrong there. There were definitely people who tried to storm the embassy. What, uh, happened to them? What do you think happened? Do you know what Jorhild wants? They just, they just want to leave. I don't know anything more than that. My dad doesn't tell me anything. I just know that I don't want to leave. Not after, and she like turns her boyfriend, like not after I've found Johnny here. Well, if he's anything like Racket, I'm sure he's a good one. I think it'd be a good opportunity to ask her more information. Sure, Yes. Do you know why they're wanting everybody to leave here? No. uh, Like I said, my dad doesn't tell me anything. He just said we had to go. And like, as soon as he did, and and that stuff happened with the people before, I knew I had to to get out. And and so I I left and I came here. Um, They weren't as careful about people leaving as they were about people coming in. Do you know what they want? What why what are they trying what is going on? Do you know anything? Can you tell us anything? Like she looks like she's about to cry and she just says, I don't I'm not I'm not one of them. I'm just here because my family's here. It's okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to I, you have to understand. We've been through a lot of shit right now. And you're our only connection to what the hell's going on. So I'm sorry if I'm frustrating you. I just, I mean, if I knew anything, of of course I'd use it to help Johnny and Racket. I just, I don't. Well, that's what we're trying to do is just find out more. And do you know if they're guarding the embassy so well, do you know if there's any anywhere else maybe that they would be meeting at something a little less known maybe okay wait 
If they were at the embassy, then they are not at the hangars, and we can go steal the ship. That's true. That is true, Uzgar. Yes, of course it is true. You're, you're smart, Yes, Uzgar. of See? course I am. You are smart. Flex really hard. <sighs> if they're not, if they're all busy at the embassy, then we could go where the ships are and get a ship. Um, she looks toward uh, Racket, and then Racket turns to you, and he's like, "She already told us, and we did a little bit of." Well, we tried looking with any kind of satellite feed we could access before all the networks went down. There, There is like a out-of-town sort of place that she said that her, and he looks over to her, that, that her dad had sometimes gone to for work, but she'd never been with. So she doesn't know where it is, and it wasn't showing up on satellites, so we don't know where it is either. Okay, do you know is what there... it looks like? I assume it looks like whatever other military bases looks like. I haven't been to one myself. Can I ask you a question? Sure. You think there would be a ship there? Well, I mean, if they're getting out, they're getting out somewhere, and it's not through the elevator. And he looks up to the space elevator above the city, and you can see that, like, unlike the one above Sean City, it's um, not collapsed, but there aren't any ships surrounding the elevator and there's also um probably like bits of the elevator itself that you can tell have been shot at or destroyed in some way along the like upper part so that like you can't just like go up there it's been disabled um from the sky Out a character question uh the situation that we're in right now is that we know there's a place Yes. We know it might have a ship. Mm -hmm. We know that it's where they go. Mm -hmm. Is there a way I can use my know-how and wisdom and, and charisma to get them to remember something? So I will tell you straight out the gate that this 16-year-old girl does not have the keys to a military base. Um, but I did set in front of you and will remind you that this 16 year old girl is wanted by her family to come back. So like, she doesn't want to go, but she is absolutely a tool that you could use to maybe get more information is what I'll give you. That doesn't feel right. I mean, neither did leaving a city burning, but the choices you have to make, happen. right? What do you think we should do, Amara? Do you, and I, I direct my attention to the girl, the um, commander's daughter. It's the commander's daughter, right? It's the ambassador's daughter. Ambassador. And like, oh, she would at some point introduce herself. Um, her, whoop, I'm dropping everything on the ground. Um, her name is, let me just pull this up. I have a sheet. Her name is, um, uh, I'm just gonna find a good name. Her name is uh, Chandra, um, Chandra Gupta, um, and she's yeah, she's the daughter of the ambassador. Okay, who's just you, you know Ambassador Gupta. Do you say like are you still in contact with your father? I mean, I turned. These days have phones. Do you? I turned. I turned it off so that he didn't know where I was. 
you know, it's got like tracking on it. And Amara just kind of takes that in and starts kind of thinking about stuff. Cute mm-hmm. bit. Do you think you could maybe uh, turn off the GPS on her compad? We might be able to. Because I'm, I'm thinking sure. if we could disable that somehow, then maybe she could send a message to her father, maybe acting like she's going to come home. Maybe set up a meeting or... Yeah. What do you think about that, Amara? Amara looks at Cubit. Do you think maybe we can reverse hack that GPS? I mean, you know where he is. He's at the... Well, I mean, actually, like, he's either at the embassy or at the secret base, so that's actually a good idea. Never mind. Forget what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Is it... Amara, do you have hack or does Cubit have a hack? I'm sorry. This is out of... I have Tinker and I think Amara. Yeah. Yeah, I have hack. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I keep mixing them up. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I think Cubit will reiterate the point about... Um, so so if we turn the phone on, there's a possibility that we could be found. I'm not sure we can deal with the Drahildians, so that is a risk, but I don't see any other options right now of what else we could try if you can't remember... Wait, but why do you want to talk to my father? We're trying to get off this planet, and that's our only way out. We could try contacting from another part of the city, so he doesn't know you're here with Racket and Johnny. She looks over at Racket, and she looks at Johnny, and she says, If if you're going to if you're all going to try and leave, then you you have to take all of us with you. I'm not leaving without Johnny, and Johnny's not leaving without Racket, and Racket's not, and Racket, like, interjects, and I'm not leaving without my men and my family. Okay, yes, like, we're getting I... a ship so we can fit everybody. <laughs> and our ships are big. Cletus I... chimes in real quick and, like, recognizes with what he's heard that the last thing we were told to get off the planet there was no interjection as to what to do other than get off the planet so do you guys think that he they would be willing to give us a ship to get off the planet the the Jorhildians they told us to leave I'm just they told the Jor- they told the Jorhildians to leave that was a secret message that you guys decoded they told everyone else that they would shoot them out of the sky. Oh, so we would not have an opportunity to leave. No, um, no, they're making sure that nobody gets off the planet. The message you got saying like to evacuate, that was a secret Jorhildian message that was you decoded. I thought it was something else. No, it's fine. Like you like if you could not have said That's that. That's confusion, yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. I I get what you're trying to do, Gelpie. And like, I respect it, you know? But if I'm helping you, I'm not just helping you. I'm helping us too. That's the, that's the deal. All right? Like, I'll do my best, but we all go or none of us go. 
well, you know, Racket's one of my one of my good friends at this point, but guys, you all are kind of my like I I came on your ship and you're all kind of my family at this point. Yes, we are crew. We have any. Are you okay if we bring them along? Amara yeah, quickly just says, Yeah, that's that's fine. Gaius like rolls his eyes really hard, but isn't saying anything. Cubit nods and yes, I I feel much better about that than leaving people behind. Well, All right. you, uh, help us. Sounds like we got a crew and maybe we can find a ship. <laughs> yes, and I can cook lizards, so we have lots of food. <laughs> and and we can gonna fly us out of here? Yes, if we cannot find a ship, we can go out in the wasteland and start our own family and colony. <laughs> we scroll knows how to work the field so I can handle the farming. And we can set you two, and I'm gonna point to the, the young ones, hey, up in lovely marriage. And then you, and point to the girl, can have many husbands inside the colony. It'll be amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, now that we have a bit of a plan of how we might proceed, um, let's let our crew get some much needed rest and um, say our goodbyes for this session. Thank you all so much. I I really enjoyed it. Um, let's give a quick uh, shout out and goodbye as to what you're doing for the rest of the week in between episodes and where people can find you. Um, starting with our favorite lizard cooker, um, Jay. Hello. Can you? Yes, of course. Um, I have been the uh, the idiot for you all this evening. Thanks so much for tuning into Table Story. Uh, we all appreciate it very, very much. Um, just real quick, make sure to join our Discord. Go subscribe to our uh, our YouTube to catch the previous episode, because I know there were a lot of new yes. people in the chat tonight. They were asking about their previous episode. Um, we have character creation, and uh, and then we have uh, our last week's episode. But uh, if you guys want to catch me around the week, I play a lot of Path of Exile, and we have a lot of uh, really, really nice people in our community that are always up for discussions. But please make sure to hang out here and follow everybody else. Awesome, awesome. So you'll um, find Jay playing Path of Exile. I know that Cletus also loves some Path of Exile. Cletus, where can people find you, and what are you doing this week? Uh, I'm actually super addicted to games right now. I've gotten back into building uh, Castle Park. I don't know how I found my way back to it, but <laughs> I'm building massive castles, and I've also found an addiction for Graveyard Keeper. Ooh. Nice. And oh my god, that game is so addicting. It's weird. It's a weird addiction. But uh, I, you can find me at Cletus Buford, Twitter and uh, Twitch. Awesome. Um, Starbuck, what are you going to be up to this week? And where can people find you tinkering away? Tinkering away, usually here. Um, but I play a lot of Siege uh, here on Twitch. Uh, I'm streaming later in the evenings and early on Saturday, so you can find me tomorrow and on Saturday as well. Um, you can find me on Twitch and on Twitter at Call Me Starbuck. Awesome, perfect. And uh, Saji, thank you so much for um, coming up with that NPC and brainstorming that with me. It was super, super fun. Um, always good to have um, some collaboration on the GM level with players uh, to kind of like figure out how to move forward. But where can people find you during this week? And do you have anything fun coming up? Uh, yeah, so uh, I do abstract, spacey, colorful illustrations here on Twitch. Um, I stream very late at night when I cannot sleep. Uh, so you can find me occasionally at twitch.tv slash Sagittari. 
Awesome. And last but not least, our new and intrepid captain, Amara. Um, tell everyone um, where they can find you, Todd, and where um, if you've got anything cool coming up this week. Yeah, uh, you can find me here on Twitch, just twitch.tv forward slash Todd Real. Uh, I am currently playing God of War. I am like a quarter of the way through God of War, so I'll be playing through that on Saturday if you want to check me out. Um, and yeah, that's where I'll be. Awesome. Well, I am your GM. Um, I am Bluejay. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Bluejay or on Twitter at Bluejay underscore 712. Um, when this series is over, you'll be able to find all of my notes and all of my secrets over on my Patreon. I will not spoil it before it's over, though. So don't worry about that. And like Jay said, you will be able to find both the previous episodes of this show and also the mini series that we did in the same universe before in the black over on Table Stories YouTube. So if you want more of the bystanders, but you can't wait till next week, there is um, episode one to watch again and the three episodes of In the Black, which are in the same universe and might give you some idea of where we're going with this one. So thank you all so, so much for your time here. Make sure to join the Table Story Discord and um, tell us all how you think we did, what your favorite moments were. Um, we're all rip-roaring for feedback. It's always really good feeling. Also, we got a really cool artwork that was done of me and Yelpy, and that yeah. was amazing. I'm not, not for sure who the name was on Boyd it, Smoker. but it was at Boyd Smoker. It was yeah. absolutely amazing. I loved it. It was so great. So we're always down for some fan art. Thank you so yeah. much for doing that work. It looked absolutely beautiful. And um, for the rest of it, we'll see you next week, Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time, 7.30 Eastern. Have a lovely rest of your week. Good night, everybody. Bye.